Oh my god, welcome back everybody, welcome back to Post Episode Issues, Season 5, Episode 11, The Distance. And they made it the distance, oh my Joe, this was actually a happy episode, we had a happy ending at the end. I, this was completely weird for The Walking Dead, a unique... Was it, Phil? Was it a happy ending? It might have been. I think it's a happy ending. I want to like this guy. I want to like this guy, Aaron. I, I have good feelings about him, and I have good feelings. He, They're spending an awful lot of time with the gates shut. Yeah, they are. Where are the greeters? I think that's just to fuck with us for next week, just to make, of course. to give us some sort of, but but it was a very interesting episode, and I think I think we'll get we'll get way into this, but I I definitely think Carol and Rick were on the same page, and they're both still dubious of the situation going into this, so we'll keep an eye on that as we move on, but if this is your first time checking us out here, we're post-episode issues. We like to get on right after the episodes end to let you guys share your comments with us, and we can talk about what we all thought of what we the hell we just watched. If this is your first time here, please hit the subscribe button and please use the comments, the uh, comment train, the chat room over there or the comments below, or you can email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. If you'd like to tweet me at igetissuesman, any way you want to get your questions to us, you can get them in and we will talk about it on the air and we'll all experience this shit together. Yeah. Now, Joe, I got to be straight out. Uh, and uh, ho out, hopefully we'll hopefully we'll disagree because that's always fun. But no, I'm kidding. This was my favorite episode of the second half of the season so far. I I enjoyed I, this I really one. Enjoyed this. Uh, you really enjoyed this one too. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Very much so. Cool. Do you know what I liked about it? Because more than any other sh any other Walking Dead stuff that we've had i feel like this moved along the story more than anything we've ever seen on the walking dead before we actually went somewhere it, it wasn't just oh we're gonna be on the road for the rest of the season and then at the end of the season get there like the terminus thing we actually yeah. got there today yes that was one of my reasons for enjoying it like i said before it seemed uh even with the beginning part of the season they moved things very well in the beginning part of the season i think they're continuing that trend but one of the main reasons why I liked it is that, again, it was all 12, all 13, if you include Judith, members of the, uh, of the group involved in this episode. So that's something I really like. I like seeing them all together. I like seeing them as a group. And we really haven't had too much of that. She had, she had lines, man. She nailed it. Yeah, this was probably our the most Judith we've gotten in a long, long time. This was, uh, Judith was actually a part of the cast here. Uh, excuse me for a second as I get into the live chat room. My uh, computer that I have the chat on did one of those automatic Windows updates just out of nowhere. It was like, you've been putting me off for too long. We must update now. <laughs> So yeah, I clued you guys in on how you can reach us if you want to join in the conversation. And uh, please, if you're watching this anytime during the week, whether it's any time between now or any time after you've watched this episode, we'd love to hear what you thought. We'll try to uh, jump in and comment with the questions and interact with you guys as much as possible. But holy crap, as I said, Joe, we're actually getting somewhere with this episode. I had a lot of fun. I, I thought Rick was amazing in this episode. This was another great... Andrew Lincoln's in top form this season. Kicking some... Oh, he's a, he's a great actor. Yeah. One person died. Yep, no death. No human death. Yes, uh, Olivia says it was nice to see Abraham get to see DC. Yeah, that was one of the funniest moments of the episode. And, the, and the, he was another one I meant to say. Abraham's all, also had like a really excellent Abraham episode. Yeah. So let's get... We, we got lines. We got, I, I think Eugene maybe 
I don't remember hearing Eugene. Is that his name? Eugene did have a line. He, you'll remember, Bo hasn't said anything. Eugene, so. Eugene got an interesting line actually when he was taught he was dealing a poker game towards the end of the episode, and he made fourteen cards in the deck wild. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, where, where the hell was I? I don't know. You were you were, you were zoning off in Alexandria or something. You were dreaming of the safe zone, Joe. You were you were worried. But he yeah, was cards, huh? yeah. But he was playing cards. He was dealing out for him and Tara. And uh, Tara goes, and he starts naming like all these different wild cards. He's like, yeah, there's going to be this and this and this wild. And she goes, that's 14 wild cards. And he goes, yep, that's the game we're playing. Okay, I have a uh, straight flush. <laughs> like, what? How can there be 14 wild cards? He, he names them. I, and I think I actually wrote it down. So uh... were they? Did you write it down? Were they like individual cards? Like the four clubs, the nine of diamonds, the, or was it like, because there's only 13 clubs. It was so like, like, clubs are wild. <laughs> we'll get to it at the end. It was, gives us something to look forward to. <laughs> so let's start, let's start things out. Uh, we start out with Stranger Danger, our recall from the last episode. And uh, the scene opens up with the group hanging out in a barn and they're doing stuff, you know, important stuff. Uh, Carol's cleaning her knife, Abraham's loading up his gun, and Daryl's cleaning his baby that he cares about more than anybody, his crossbow. He's got that thing. He's oiling that baby up. Oh, he wants that thing nice and, excuse me, nice and smooth. Hey, it's got to work. It's got to work right. And our one line of, uh, one line of, uh, or one moment of Gabriel of the whole episode is just Gabriel stewing in his own ignorance. That was my note. We see Avery, <laughs> we see Gabriel one second just stewing in his own ignorance. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that guy. Like, if at any point he gets bit or left or, or murdered or anything like that. Yeah. You know, he just I mean, needs to die. He just needs to die. I'm, I'm done with that guy. Uh, Olivia says uh, Rick continues to get the best lines this season. I agree. Everything that Rick's done so far this season, whether we can agree or disagree about the first episode, his work doing the voices on the radio and just his little touches here and there, and then everything he did in the last episode. With when the, you listen to that that stuff on the radio, that's some pretty morbid shit. Like that's that's awesome. That's awesome that he did that. It really yeah, is. Like he, he does. He reads that like such a great newscaster. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. I didn't know it was him, of course, until afterwards. And then, like, when once you once I knew it was him after hearing that it was him, and I listened to it on the rewatch, it yeah, it sounds exactly like him. Like I know him, his voice with the English accent, and I was embarrassed that I didn't you know pick it up. Oh, I mean, in the first place. But, but fair enough. It's not something you're going to be thinking of right off the bat, and and he blends into that. In fact, he does such a good American Southern accent type thing that it it's one of those things that's almost jarring when you first hear his British accent when you haven't heard it before. Like yeah, no, but I'm a big I'm a big uh, Strike Back fan, and I watched Strike Back Origins a couple times. You know, I've seen a bunch of stuff that Andrew Lincoln's been in with his. Oh, see, you know, this Andrew was that Lincoln voice. This was actually the first thing I'd ever seen Andrew Lincoln in, similar to Sons of Anarchy, with it being the first time I ever saw Jax, and I just thought he had a speech impediment until I saw Undeclared, and I was like, oh, he has an accent. He just speaks no, really bad. This might be the first thing <laughs> I remember seeing Andrew Lincoln in, but since then I've watched a bunch of his stuff, you know, because I liked what he did on this in the first season, and uh. Jax, I knew it instantly. I recognized him from uh, Children of Men mm, mm. when I saw Sons of Anarchy because I, I really like Children of Men. Or I don't know which one came out first, but I think it was Son, uh, Children of Men he was in before Sons of Anarchy. And I, I, when Sons of Anarchy started, I was like, oh, yeah, that's him. And 
children of men. So Rick is uh, da- Rick is also at this point playing with his baby, like Daryl's playing with his baby. He's sitting on the ground with Judith, and <laughs> and Carl's messing around with uh, what looks like I don't know a piece of wood or something like that. It's 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 just kind of protecting the barn wall, like stirring up the wall. And Michonne's just also kind of just sitting there stewing a little bit, mulling around, mulling around, kind of upset about upset about everything. Nice, got it queued up. Let's do this, Olivia. Thank you for joining joining in the fun ghetto toad. I know you're also in there too, and a bunch of other people. Thank you guys for checking us out live. It's really good to be be talking about this episode with all you. This was a fun. We're getting somewhere in this season. It's gonna be really fun to see where this goes from here because this is this is uh, I I just don't feel like they're gonna. This is why I trust the situation because I feel like. They made it a point to have Rick, and we'll get into it a little bit more later, but when Rick says the thing about hearing children speaking and hearing the sounds of children and everything like that, I feel like they wouldn't go to the well three times in a row. This place can't be another Woodbury or or uh, a Terminus. It just, it, in my mind, it can't be. I mean, maybe, I'm, maybe they're going to fuck me in the ass here, and it is going to turn into that. It's going to be... Cannibals Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. But I just, I don't know. I have a feeling that they've they've been there, done that. This is it. It makes more fucked in your head sense for it to be not a threat. It made this episode even more thinking about it from the end of of wow, this guy is trustworthy, and these guys and Rick is just like post traumatic stress disorder major. Like I'm not, I can't fucking trust anybody. It was yeah, very no, very he's, interesting. He's almost lost it. He's almost lost what it means to be like in an actual community and not just like this small group. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He, he has jet. Um, but for the most part, he still proves and continues to prove that he's still a great leader. Um, he listens to everything. He compromises mm-hmm. on all his Absolutely. decisions. He uh, he's taking safety. He's he's you know, he's right in the things that he's done Would I, so far, as far as I'm concerned. Like, like what's-her-name says, you know, even though you're wrong, you're, you're right. right, right. And, and, I, and I'll piggyback on what you say, and we'll talk, obviously get into this more as we, as we cover it. But I think it's really great that Rick didn't get all Rick Tatorship on them and be like, fuck you, fuck this plan. There's no way we can go down that road. He listened, he took the account, but he put up his layer of rules. He goes, if we're going to do this, there's no way X, Y, and Z. And everybody knows that that's right, that number one thing is safety. If you're going to do do a thing, you do a thing right. Right. So do you... That's what's pissing me off about some of these other decisions they've made and how they've been going about doing things is, like, the no fire escape plan at fucking the prison. Right. No, let's meet up a quarter mile at this stone. <laughs> the, you know, the leaving Tyrese with Noah alone and splitting up there and not saying, okay, you know, we'll meet... Just staying together. There's no reason not to take the extra five, ten minutes and talk... All of you talk Noah up off the ground. Joe, this episode made me... This is one of those episodes where they do make smart decisions so you're more aware of the stupid decisions that they make in the past. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and Rick's coming out with them, you know. Let's let's do this right. Let's not, you know. Oh, well... Just, let's do the right things, not just do things. Welcome to the chat room, Jackie. Thanks for coming back and, uh, and checking out the recap again. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Walking Dead. Love to hear what you thought. Uh, so uh, Maggie comes out of the, so they're just sitting there cleaning everything off, and Maggie comes into the barn announcing to the group, hey everybody, this is Aaron, like, like, oh, we're all buddies now, and uh, Daryl immediately approaches the barn door and looks outside and makes sure that no one's outside, he kind of looks at the, makes sure that no one's right behind them, and then he conducts a little frisk, he rubs him down, makes sure uh, he's the one, Rick's taught him good about frisking, and, uh, 
and then Rick must have, uh, yeah, must have taught him how to search. Uh, I wrote, he must have taught him how to search. So Aaron removes his weapons. They kind of hand him his hand Rick his weapon as he looks at the gun and he smiles. And uh, the baby's kind of crying. And, and the whole situation's really kind of surreal because Aaron's very calm and collective through the whole situation, and everyone just seems on edge. Like, who's this guy? Ugh. It, it, he almost, he almost, he almost has the reaction. Did did I fart or something? <laughs> do I have bad, do I have bad odors? <laughs> and uh, and Rick uh, checks the gun for ammo. So uh, Rick asks Aaron what he needs for them, and Sasha mentions that he has a camp that he wants them to audition for. And this is our first sign of Aaron's personality, and I, I already love this guy. He explains. Right. There's gotta be, like he says, there's gotta be a better a better way to put it than just um, audition. 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 Like there's interview. Interview is a better word than audition. But but you, you know, like right, exactly. But on Friday night they have their dance troupe night. I mean, yeah, not, not not a good not a good joke either. Like I know. You're at Rick, really, you're looking at that bearded, angry fucking face, and you make that like a like yeah yeah yeah. And, like, no doubt he's noticing all the things that America noticed in the 30 seconds they got to see him last week. How clean he is. He's shaved. He probably smells sweet. You know, like, he's completely, like, done up nice. Not any dirt on his face, his body, his fingers. His, you know, like, that, that's very, um... No, not hoity toity. It, but it's it, like it's something to raise hackles, you know. Come and it's, on. And it's, it's also you, it's also you you made a good point. It's also not knowing your room, not knowing that that's not the right time. If you if he's been listening and spying on these people, he should know that that wasn't the right time for a joke. That these people you like, know that they're all a, like yeah, they haven't snapped on each other yet. You know exactly how serious that you saw them slap away the water from his mouth. They didn't even drink it. They wouldn't drink it. You know, like you know, this is a serious bunch of fucking people. They're not just loosey goosey. Yeah, it's not Showtime. You know, at... you know exactly. You know their names enough, but you know that that's not a joke to me. Yeah, it's not Showtime at the Apollo. You know, you don't go out there and you start trying to like, hey, your mama's so ugly, Rick Grimes. You know, she's gonna. Right, they're not out there cracking jokes. What no. do you think? You're not no. gonna crack. Don't crack jokes with them. And Daryl's like, I'm the only one that gets to crack jokes around here. Yeah. <laughs> uh jojo mopede hello welcome to the chat room and uh terror chan the dale reference at the end yeah all the dale stuff tonight and someone mentioned that in the comments about last week when we were talking about moral compass that we yeah somebody mentioned dale i like that yeah we very conveniently left out our or very conveniently for this episode the fact that they got into an rv and there were a couple of dale references but that moment just seeing the smile or the uh, the emotion that comes over glenn and rick in that moment when they both kind of you can tell that they stopped and thought of uh thought of dale for a second it was very yeah, it was I've been biting my tongue waiting for waiting to get to the scene so i could start you know, ba all we needed was a was a fisherman's hat out there too. <laughs> and being like, you guys, you kids, you kids, you better return my tools, T Dog. Last time someone took my tools. It was just awesome to see that throughout it all, all that all that stuff. That Glenn was actually listening to Dale completely, and that's what like turned him around to Rick at at the end of the show. And he was like, you know, I was wrong. It does matter. Uh, you know, no, it was I, because of that fact that he found that battery and he got to and he got and he had that happen. I think that's where that came from. Mm -hmm. I think that's what turned Glenn back on the path of uh, community and needing more than just survival in Maggie. Yeah. 
the path of the, the path of the damn. <laughs> Uh, big kev what up guys i don't didn't mind the show tonight i thought it was a fun one me too as i said at the beginning this was probably all in all my favorite of the second half of the season so far last week's was really good too but but i just like how this story moved along tonight so uh so aaron explains as uh he wished he had a different word from audition as we said it uh it makes him sound like a dance troupe but only on fridays he jokes that it's not a camp. They keep calling it a camp. It's a retirement community. It's not a nursing home, Tony. It's a retirement community. My, I mean. Just don't try to paint your house a different color. <laughs> <laughs> and he believes that the group would be valuable additions to his community. But it's not his call. His job is to get them to come home with him. If uh, if he was them, he wouldn't he wouldn't trust what he's saying either. And he'd want to know more of the info. So Aaron asks Sasha to hand Rick his backpack, and he says that there's an envelope in the front pocket. Now Aaron explains that he didn't just come along and tell you guys these stories of these awesome, this awesome place you can stay. I've got pictures. And, yep. and, and this starts an interesting balance that the episode does. It's very, very similar to, I keep mentioning Lost here in these podcasts, to Lost when the character of Ben Linus is introduced. I won't spoil Lost too much. But they set you up in a situation where they make you question. They they shoot it like he could be telling the truth or he could lie. And they give you the option in either direction. This guy has a lot of answers for why certain things. He didn't, doesn't have a picture of anyone in the group because the uh, the exposure was bad. He, yep. he, uh, yeah, no, he's, a, he's a slick talker. He is. We know people like this. There's an answer for everything. Everything sounds legit. There's always a smile on his face. Katie pointed out something. He didn't use any pleases, any thank yous. And that was, uh, that raised her hackles a bit. Suspiciousness. You're trying to win these people over and there's, there's none of that? Come on. Uh, Tara Chan says, but Rick was such an asshole. He was such an asshole. He was, he was the, like, super prick. I haven't I seen. Disagree completely, 100%. I do not think he was an asshole at all in the situation. That man absolutely needed to be punched in the face and knocked the fuck out. <laughs> we will only... And I will tell you why. That you cannot keep him in earshot of what is discussed next. <laughs> and you can't not involve everybody in the group in the conversation that comes next. Olivia and agrees. There's no way to keep him silent otherwise and let him start to formulate plans on what you're talking about. Yeah, he had to knock him out. He had to do it. Olivia agrees with you and says, uh, says he was an asshole, saying comment to Terrachan, but he was a necessary asshole. And Sam Burbia Pictures, my buddy, says, Rick had to be the bad guy. Terminus is one of many perfect examples as why he should be cautious when meeting others. 100% true. 100% true. And and one last comment. (laughs) Big Kev says, Glenn really should have uh, yelled over to that guy after he got knocked out by Rick. You just got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. He should have. He should have pulled. He should have pulled the Smokey from uh, Debo. You just got knocked the fuck out. It's Friday. Okay. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so he shows in the but picture. No, he absolutely had to. He had to. He he had to do it, and not only that, uh, to keep him from participating in any of the discussion or or hearing any of it. It was also uh, you. You gotta show exactly. That this group is not to be trifled with. No, I I, I hear you, Joe, and, and you've convinced me. I, I think you're right, and most of the people do too. Uh, Jojo Mopete says you're right too. 
rubbed raw man Terry Chan. Oh, see his Aaron's wrists. Yeah, from everything that he went through by the end of the episode. Yeah, from being tied up and the, they really and that that was well done by the it looked really real. The the uh, his uh, his injuries from uh, from from tied up. Olivia says I agree. Punching Aaron was the right thing to do. So uh, so yeah, it gets gets to be the uh, consensus in the chat room is that punching him was the right thing to do. I tend to agree as well. I'm I'm more of would have been the Daryl in the back sitting or Carol watching it while Joe punched him. But I wouldn't have I would totally supported Joe for punching him. I would have been like, okay, Joe, you you are absolutely right. But I would I wouldn't have been the one doing the punching. I, I should say that I guess. Yeah, they and they should have uh, gagged him, blindfolded him, tied him to a <laughs> post before he woke up. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I'm, uh, I'm serious you need to do absolutely everything you can to immobilize this guy take away as many senses as possible like he may be telling the absolute freaking truth but ultimately i'm of the i'm of the of the mindset that water was left by this guy it's a trap there's more than just one person watching i'm absolutely of all these same things that rick is rick is thinking and as soon as they walked in i would have sent four i would have sent daryl out to comb the fucking area the immediate area I would have sent Daryl and Carol out to just kill everybody. Well, maybe maybe Daryl and Abraham or something. Yeah. You know, or, or Carol, sure. Like, da I would have sent a, a pair out to go. See, I think Daryl alone because he's, uh, he's the ninja. Well, you send one in each Chan has a couple of good yeah. points, though, and we're going to bring this up as time goes on. Yeah. Rick was cautious and he was smart doing some of the stuff, but at a certain point, he did risk their life to be too. His. Kind of what Aaron was saying to him at a point was true. You're being too cautious, and you're too cautious is causing us, putting us in danger, i.e. going on the road that Nonsense. wasn't clean and uh, going in the night instead of going during the day. I think going at night instead of the day is stupid, personally. Okay, I, I, I agree with the going at night is is not a smart move. The back roads, I, I'll give you that one. I'll give you the back roads. The if back you give... roads is exactly how you do go. But if you're in the day, at least day, you camp out much closer, a mile away instead of, you know, See. the 30 mile or however far you are from them right now. There's a way to do it. Uh, moving at night was a little bit risky, was was what put them at, in danger. Um, I liked how Glenn handled the whole situation when it came to it. But yeah. Glenn, Glenn continues to be the guy with the almost the best head on his shoulders, and we've talked about that a lot the last couple of weeks. He has the best combination of both, of being able to be a little more open than Rick, but still have the badassery inside his mind. He seems to be like the perfect balance of everybody, which makes me think Glenn's dead soon <laughs> because he's because he's just at such such a uh, such a good Dale, moment. They killed Herschel, don't they? Always they they kill the. Uh... They killed Tyrese. Anybody who starts to figure out some sort of reason or humanity behind them has to die. <laughs> Terry Hope must die. Beth, we'll, die. We'll get into this a little bit more, but uh, Terry Shin said he made them go through a zombie herd after the thing about the road. Olivia says the actor that played Aaron said that Aaron had been monitoring them for like two weeks. Uh Suburbia, uh, Suburbia Picture says Terra Chan. Uh, Gareth also said Terminus was a sanctuary. It turned out they ate people. How could Rick know Aaron was trustworthy? You can't right. base everyone on one person, Treadtran says, and uh, Glenn was pr precious, yeah. See, I I'm I'm of both beliefs. I think at some point in time, you almost have to do what Michonne was suggesting, though. At a certain point, you, you need to let your guard down a little bit after everything 
so what I'm saying is when we get to the end and everyone's like, come on, Rick, let the guy stay with his friend there. Let, let the boyfriend stay together. He's hurt. Right. Rick. Olivia makes a great point, too. Her next point. Everybody. Read, it. Re- read Olivia's next point, Joe. Everybody. Governor, Terminus, Don, her slave trade, Joe and the Claimers, Governor Joe, Governor, uh, Joe, sorry, Mayor, Mayor Joe, Joe Hale. Hale. Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone. They have not run into anyone. And when they did rerun into Morgan, who was good, he ended up being the jo- pretty crazy and almost killed Rick. The, the the best people that they ran into were the, was the Penguin. When they rammed in the well, the, the, the right. The, the penguin was the best guy. Either, yeah, the penguin yeah. was the best guy, and I've seen Gotham. He's not a good guy. Even even in Tyrese's group, only like a couple of uh, there was even a bad guy in Tyrese's group when they first ran across them, who was all jealous and shit. So they wanted to fight Tyrese. So so uh, so we continue here, and uh, after our after our opening theme, Michonne goes, "Listen, Rick, I gave you a look." But I didn't give you a let's attack him look. I said I gave you a, I kind of trust this guy look. No, that's that's the that's the time to talk look. Yeah. Time to do that. Time to make There's nothing you can say that this guy won't have an answer for. You know, that's my opinion of he's not if he's not ready to bullshit until he gets what he wants, he's not making this appearance. You know, and just the fact that he came out and he knew names right away to Maggie and uh, and <laughs> Sasha, and they never said anything about that either to them. Oh, he knows everybody's names. You know, and I, it kind of like flashes across Rick's face. Did anybody call Rick Rick in that before he said Rick when he was alone with the baby? And but him? he, but he already, he also, or they, Maggie could have told him that he knew already knew his name too. Because he knew his name when he walked up to Maggie and Sasha outside. He said Rick. So it was already like, ha, 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 look at the, like, look at me. I know the name Rick. He was already trying to be theatrical about it all and stuff. <laughs> Tara Chan, I love you. Rick needs to be impeached. Michonne for group leader. Daryl for vice leader. Uh, Carol for sergeant of arms. Rick for uh, prison. Uh, he should, he should uh, work the gulag. And <laughs> so uh, Michonne goes, listen, I gave you that look. Uh, and Rick wants to dump his backpack, so he dumps out his backpack, and this is when Rick goes into full Joe Dirty Locks mode. He says, they're coming for us. We don't know, I don't know where, I don't know where, but they're all coming for us. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, like, when he says that, when he says that right then and there, it's like, that's not paranoia as far as I'm concerned. Like, if I, like, I, I picture myself in this group, and my immediate reaction is, you're absolutely fucking right, Rick. Dude, I, I th- no shit. I thought I was listening to you talk in the podcast when Rick was going on. It was always your exact words from a couple of show, a couple of shows ago. He's just like they're coming after us. You don't know what you don't know what the fuck's happening. It, it's just it's very fun. And they look through his bag, and uh, Maggie says very uh, very naively uh, says he could have attacked us. And Glenn says. Uh, he's all when he's glenn's looking outside kind of looking because because rick's like look outside he says all i see is hiding spaces outside and they look in his bag and they find a flare gun but carl's never seen one before but i but you know it's a flare gun and uh rick looks and kind of wakes the guy up slaps him in the face a couple times and he says uh he he says nice in a a ken this guy doesn't let up this guy keeps needling he wakes up with a smile a smile nice right cross rick rick says sits him up he goes he's fine he goes no 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 sit him the fuck up 
<laughs> and excuse me for a second, Phil. Uh, Olavella, sure you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a 13 year old girl. Yep. <laughs> uh huh. Don't try to catfish me, man. <laughs> so Rick kind of looks. He wakes him up and he tells him the nice cross. And he says, "I understand you have a flare gun. How many are? How many out there are you?" Tell me how many, tell me what you know. He gets all uh, Jack Bauer on him. And he's like, tell me how many people. And it doesn't, and then this guy says a very smart thing hey, back to him. Hey, it makes sense. His, his response makes sense. And that's, and that's the crux of it. No matter what he says, their response is going, is as he says, well, at this point, there's nothing I can say that you'll believe. You have an opinion of me and that's your opinion of me. And he's got these, he's got the answers that he needs. And when, He's got any answer he's going to need. He knows he'll be able to talk through. He does not come out of the woods and make an appearance until he's ready to know he can talk his way through this bullshit. Um, at Terrachan, so his point is absolutely valid. Terrachan says, "If I was Aaron, I would have changed my mind on them once Rick was a psycho. Rick has become Shane 2.0. What no. I th what I think is two points. Two points on that one. One, I think it was important that Aaron saw that the group disagreed with Rick and Rick bent to their will." I think him seeing that made him think that a good person and a rational person was in there somewhere inside of Rick. He just he made sense everything he was doing because well, because because and also I just want to say that he's he's done this a lot. So he's probably met people that were a lot like Rick before. So Rick's nothing new to him. It's like this is my job. I'm used to I'm used to people like you that feel this way. And you're so I get it. So he was trying to be a, if if we're he, I, I agree with you. Recruiting's not easy. He knows ex exactly that. If it, if they're good people and they're worthy of coming in the, and going to be able to contribute, they better put up at least a little bit of a what are we walking into? And uh, you're you're right. When he sees when he does see Rick listening to the group and changing his decisions, he knows that this is exactly the type of person he wants to bring back to a community, if it is a good community. Yeah. If, if this is some sort of trap, at this point, this guy should already be trying to give up. Right, absolutely. And it seems like he, at this point too, you don't know if there is a group there and everything's on the level. You also don't know what kind of people are there. So someone like Rick might be beneficial to them because someone like Rick is in his team, as he goes into later, you guys have been out here surviving on your own. And this guy doesn't look like he's a real fighter. When he gets into the whole, how many walkers did you kill? And he's like, um, uh, I don't know, uh, two, maybe. Uh, I get a feeling like... Two people. It was two people, but it was a lot of walkers. A lot of walkers, he yeah. Just didn't, he just didn't understand. I think he was like, how what do you mean walkers? How many walkers have I killed? Right, because he doesn't understand. Because he calls them lurkers. What does he call them? Wanderers? Roamers. 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 Thank you. So, uh, so yeah, he says it doesn't matter if I say 8, 32, 444, or 0. No matter what I say, you're not going to trust me. Rick says, hard to trust a guy that smiles after he's punched in the face. <laughs> he, sa he says, I left you water. And this is the one, one of the few times. And then they look at it. They took the water with them. They took a couple of the bottles with them, I guess, because they look back at that water. And that pissed off Daryl because Daryl got involved. There you go. So how long have you been following us? And uh, he, he, the guy says, long enough to know that you ignored a pack of roamers that were behind you. And I left out food and water. And, and, you, and without food and water, you guys stuck together. And that you're not just survivors, that you're people. And don't punch me in the face again for saying this, because this is what triggered Rick to punch him before. I forgot to mention this. But people are the most important thing. And they all look dumbfounded, but they all look like they want to believe him. But Rick just keeps up the Batman thing. 
Tell me. Tell me how many people are out there with you. Tell yep. me. And finally, he says one. And and Rick looks like, fuck you, I don't believe you. And he well, said, that's because I think Rick is also, Rick's not, uh, Rick's at this point is not offering this guy any information. And everybody else that opens their mouth is offering this guy more information. They don't necessarily know that he's been listening, listening from a close distance at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Watching. Um, the fact that he knows their names should have told at least the two girls that he's been listening as well. <laughs> so you, they gotta be, they gotta be silent. Anybody who's silent in that room, there should only be one person talking to this guy. It should only be Rick. Rick has not deviated from the questions that he's asking at this point. He's not offering up any extra information. He's only trying to garner information. The more this guy says, the more he'll give up in small tells. Uh, you know, I, I you agree. Know that. I you, agree you, with you. Know how to pick up on tells, Phil. I agree with you. And and just to, just to go, I'm gonna catch up in the comments in a second here too. Uh, Tre Tre says. Uh, Terry Chan says, uh, Rick was scary. I think I'm just mad because he almost got Glenn killed. Rick, is, we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, Rick is a bit too hostile. Maybe because I'm, uh, I have a comic inside, I view it differently. Like, I can't see it because I already know. <laughs> Rick had... I, 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 uh, no, I, I just want to finish the... I just want to, I just want to finish the train. Rick has a lot more control than you're giving him credit for. I know I'm being a bit harsh. Olivella says that says uh, that it's been a lot more controlling, and, and I think I think that's what Joe's trying to hint at too. That Rick isn't out of control here, like someone like Shane would be. He's directing his force onto this guy because he's pu right. pushing him. He, he's he's very calculated in everything that he's doing. He's only thinking about the safety, and he's not being a dictator. Because anytime he makes a decision, he listens to rebuttal and then compromises on the action taken. Mm -hmm. Or just completely says, okay, we'll do what you want. <laughs> um, as and, that, you know, so, and I think it goes a long way. He's done it a couple of times this episode. And he's, he did it and a few, a few other times as well. Um, and as far as uh, I think in the comic, from what I've read, at least, I think he's... Uh, at least as violent, if not more, mm. in the comic. I and think. In the show. I think, and I don't want to spoil anything. I don't think I that's. I don't think that's. A, I don't think that's exactly what uh, Terra is implying. I think implying maybe that. Um, I, I I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil anything. But I think more. I, I don't think it's spoiling anything to think that they're actually. I think he because they change things as well. I think meaning that considering Aaron a good person ahead of time. Yeah, you know, but but whatever. So uh, so big Kevin okay, said. Okay, right. Okay, so yeah. I mean, now that we've, if that's what, yeah, sure. Okay, you know what but I'm saying. Still, that as Rick is, Rick is absolutely. I don't think he's. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, like Big Kev says, like Rick said, Rick said in the promos before the season, never let your guard down, and Rick does not let his guard down. Uh, if if we got a little weird right there with what we're talking about, is I'm we're talking around, we're talking around spoilers without saying spoilers. But uh, but I think I I have a feeling what Tara was implying, and I don't think Tara was implying that Rick's personality was was uh, more more lovey dovey in the comics. I think more thought of maybe. Uh, he has an understanding of what's to come and doing a little foreshadowing, I think, is what, what the yeah, point. I, just no matter how, who this guy ends up being, there's no way to safely introduce yourself to 
a group, never mind Rick's group from what we know of them, without taking a little bit of a beating, getting your ass tied up, because they have absolutely no reason, zero reason to trust anybody at this point. Everybody that has come along, with the exception of Sasha, Tyrese, Noah, and Michonne, has been bad for this group. No, and some of those people you could argue are bad for the group, even now that they're okay people. So uh, t- Terry Chan goes on. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be a hundred percent. Uh, Rick, I don't like Rick's dictator attitude. Jojo Mopede asked, just a thought. Do you think Morgan is with this group? How did yeah, they even Morgan's know? behind them quite a bit. And uh, yeah, Terry Chan says Morgan's about a month, bu- a month or so behind. Yes, that's the feeling I get. There, you know, he's definitely behind. No, 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 Terra Chan, you didn't spo- you didn't spoil anything. I think it's safe to assume at this point that, and also so, that most people can research the comics. It's not a huge spoiler or anything to say that this place at this point looks a little legit. Whoa, whoa and, so what did, okay, uh, all right. So let's continue. It doesn't, it, well, there's no way to say that this place looks legit at this point because even, even Mayberry had, had kids or whatever, so... I'm not, Woodbury, uh, Joe. You keep calling it Mayberry. Woodbury. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It was the happy uh, yeah. No, okay. Well, we just call it Pleasantville then, okay? It's Ple- <laughs> Pleasantville. So, <laughs> so okay. So he says he's been following them long enough to know uh, that that they're that they're people are the most important thing again. They all look dubious, but again, you can tell that. Uh, at, Aaron says that there's one person. A lot of them want to believe them. So he, uh, so that a picture wouldn't work. But uh, I've showed you the pictures. What about, what if I drive you to the community? And uh, if we leave now, we'll all get there by lunch. Rick says, listen, how can 15 of us fit in your car and your buddy? How's that room enough for all of us? And then uh, Carol, who's been, you can tell, been thinking the same thing as Rick walks up as the guy says, oh, our cars are, we can, we have two cars. She just looks up and the only thing she really says in this whole exchange, which is very pro- provocative and, and probing, she goes, so, uh, so let me guess, you want us to walk two miles, a couple miles to the cars? Yeah. And uh, she, and, and yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he, it's starting to smell like a trap to Carol too. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't smell right at all. It doesn't. And uh, he says that he wants, and this is again the thing we were talking about where they set it up both ends. And again, just because they did something in the comics doesn't mean they're going to do it the same way on the show. They've changed things around a lot of times. So, yep. so he says, so, so you don't know where this guy stands. And, the, and he says uh, he wanted to get the cars closer, but because of the storm, he couldn't. And, uh, and Rick's That's like, when Rick's like, all right bullshit artist yeah you answer for everything you really thought this through didn't you and, and he's and he's like listen and this is a good point too he goes listen if i wanted to kill you guys i would have just lit the barn on fire and picked you off one-on-one as you exit yep and and see and you see there you, and, and exactly katie and as soon as he says that as soon as he says that that's like do you shoot okay, him there just <laughs> the fact that you've had that thought about how to kill us all in the middle of the night like and and yeah in a very horrible way which includes my two children a baby you know grant you uh yeah this guy's about to lose his life as far as i'm concerned if if rick had stabbed him in the back of the skull base of the skull as he puts it later right then (laughs) and there i would not have had a problem with it at all period that's again that's that's in worse taste than uh like yeah you can all be thinking it in the room 
You can all be thinking that, but to vocalize it shows that you've actually thought it. The thoughts crossed your mind about killing my babies. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, they do follow, they do follow the books pretty, pr pretty loosely, but I mean, sometimes they have different characters do different things, but you're right. The main points are usually generally the same. Um, they, so they get to the cars. So yeah, the cars are several miles away. Get to the cars closer in the storm. Um, Michonne says, uh, as the tense music ends here, Michonne says she will check out the cars. And Rick says, there are no cars. She says, listen, I'm not, sh I'm not sure. And Maggie says, you know what you know, but I don't know what you know. Yeah. And I think I want to look. And Maggie says she wants to check out the cars too. So, uh, so Rick looks scared and looks like it's dangerous. But of course, Glenn says, if Maggie's going, I'm going. Yep. And, well, and it, it, you gotta... You know, he and he sends out a pretty formidable force of uh But, but before before we get there, out. what do you think about what Michonne said back to Rick here, Joe? Where Rick said it's dangerous, you shouldn't go, and he goes, "What's she says? What's dangerous is you not trying to look for a place for your baby to be safe." No, I. The, here's the thing: there at this point, it's a proven fact there is no safe place. The prison was ended up not being. It was safe for a while but it ends up not being safe. Any place is good temporarily. And that has been shown over and over again. Um, so at this point, that's a bullshit thing. On the road <laughs> is almost just as good as stationary, as far as I'm concerned. Because, well, not necessarily just as good, but I'd definitely be trying to make my way somewhere and it would be to deep fucking wilderness. You'd be like, you'd be like living in a, living in a, uh, like a, like a shack in the middle of uh, the outback yeah, or something. Be that World War II soldier they find living in a freaking bunker. Actually, you know, around here, you know where, where I'm going. I'm going right to Nahant and I'm trying to get into that bunker. Yeah, or or um, or Marblehead Mass where uh, or, right poor you know, souls. I think and there's stuff. a couple of like old World War II and even older forts around this area. So, you know, and just you know, artillery installations that are you know, 10 foot thick concrete and shit that those are perfect to go hide in. So Rick so. calls over Abraham once Glenn says he's going to join the team because Rick wants one of his guys there to go uh, to cross the ocean and be there to, to, to see the spoils that they ga gather. So, so who doesn't even say yes or no, or doesn't even have to ask. He just says Abraham and we go over to him like he's Rambo getting ready. and <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll walk with them. <laughs> it's just awesome. Great, great Abraham episode. Awesome one-liners by him. Great moments to see the humor back inside of him because he is probably brings the most. Not that any of the other characters don't have it, but Abraham just has oozes so much personality. It, it's yeah. just it's so awesome to see him do what he I, does. I really like Michael Cudlitz. You know, he's really cool. I met him. I liked him. He gave me a, he gave me a little tag here. Abraham's army. Loved it. You know, I had, had an interesting exchange with him. And uh, I hope he's at Walker Stalker again this year. Yeah, absolutely. So. Tara, Tara Chan says, far, uh, farm greater than the prison. Uh, prison, gr or, sorry. Uh, well, I'll say that at the end. Uh, I remember when Rick told Carl he is never safe and to never let his guard, guard down. I think that was after Too Far Gone. No get on a bo boat going an island, a rather empty one. That's what I would do. To, I, I'm with... Uh, Terrachin. I'd go to an island. I'd well, and I was thinking, I was thinking about this island thing too, right? 
if the island is visible from the coast, eventually the zombies will either hear something from the wind, see smoke, see see fire, see light, and just walk through the water and emerge in the middle of the night on your island to come and get you. <laughs> you know, an island is good, but an island is like almost false protection. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know, because then you also have when the uh, when the hurricane comes, yeah, or like you know, what about when the uh, the boat of the 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 bunch of boats of you know pirates come and take your fucking shit off ah, the island when the, when the Vikings show up. Yeah, I mean you get that even in my in my uh, old World War Two buried artillery installation too. Eventually, you know, yeah. I, first I have to bribe my way through all the fucking haunt people. <laughs> no, that are crowded in it. When it really comes down to it, there's no one that's not getting this. Someone else is getting your idea. You're not getting an idea. Yeah, no course, one is. Right. Yeah, I have no original ideas for the zombie apocalypse. I'm going to go loot and rob and hide and all this other shit. Big Kev, absolutely. <laughs> Motherfucking spite my tongue all over the place, my friend. Uh, uh, Rich, so, do you mean in this world you can't trust no one, meaning you have to trust at least someone, or you can't trust anybody? <laughs> yeah, the double negative, you know. It's a confusing one. <laughs> Because I kind of agree with both of them, no matter how you mean it. <laughs> and oh. I think the group does too, which is why, you know, it was said in a previous episode and then quoted to Glenn again tonight, which was, uh, we can make it, but, you know, we can only make it, but we can only make it together. Oh, uh, sorry, t sorry, Terry Chan. I read that out of context. Sometimes the timing of uh, of uh, the the delay messes me up a little bit. He was just saying that the they hit all the same points, like the locales and the comic and on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It's how it gets there. Eh, who cares? Yeah, whatever. But you so, know, there was a prison in both. There was a Mayberry in both. Uh, Woodbury in both. There was a, you know, this guy. There's Tyrese. There's yeah, the characters are, are saying like this, and it does that too with like Game of Thrones, and that's for the people who have read the books. It's not to insult them and be like, this isn't what you read. It's to hopefully keep them as entertained, to show them that, hey, this is the same universe, and look what else we can do, and look, haha, I didn't see that coming because you read the book, mm -hmm. you know, so you were just as surprised as everybody. So, so Abraham goes with them, and they also send Rosita with them as well. And he says, uh, Rick says, if you if you're getting trouble, you have the firepower. And they say if they're not back in 60 minutes, uh, they'll come out looking for them. And he continues, uh, we're all targets when we're here. And he sends his teams off to check out the perimeter. So stuck in the room with just Rick and Aaron in the barn. Uh, Aaron goes in when the world was still the world. He worked for an NGO that delivered food and and uh, meds. To, uh, to, 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 some, uh, to some pretty bad, sketchy places. And he's had bad guys point guns in his faces before. It happened every week. And he knows that you, got, you aren't a bad person and you're not going to kill him, which Rick again, says. Boom, hackles up. Now I want to kill you even more again. I, I want to. Now you sound like you're trying to con me. Eh. Now you sound like, leave that out of it. Don't tell me that. Wait till you get to know me to tell me that. Because now you're just, you're trying to make yourself sound like a Boy Scout. You came to me all clean cut with your fingernails clean and no dirt on your face and pressed clothing. Everything about you is screaming, stick a knife in you. Like, eh. I disagree with, with, like, that just really, that is like the guy in, like, I'm wearing a policeman's uniform. I'm wearing a priest's collar. Uh, hey, I used to work for an NGO. Come join our community. 
I think I think again I I see what you're saying, but I I took his intent differently. I think this guy was just trying to almost disarm him with with how car, how calm he was and kind of put yeah. Rick off edge a little bit. My it, point exactly. Yes. Look, you can relax. I used to do charity work. He was talking you know, like you don't he, scare me with your gun. Put it away. He was talking like a negotiator oh. that knows how to talk down bomb bomb people. You know, or yeah. uh, hostage negotiators. He's just like, listen. Yeah, everything this guy's saying is only getting me more pissed and more antsy and more ready to kill him in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, he's not putting anything at ease for me. He's so and, and, and Rick not either, because he says, uh, just because we're good people does not mean we won't kill you. If my friends aren't back in one hour, I put a knife in your skull. So we yep. cu- cut after a commercial break to Maggie, Glenn, Michonne, uh, Abraham and Rosita walking down the street. There's, there's only one thing I disagreed with. Everybody left the building except Rick. Now, I know Rick kind of wanted that, wanted to be alone with this guy for a little bit, but he needed someone else there so he could pay 100% attention to this guy and not have to worry about his kid at that moment. I know, he but he needed someone to stay back and watch the kids. So but no one stepped absolutely up. Put bamboo under this guy's fingernails and get him to tell him exactly how many you know everything there is to know about i think you're you know, being i think you're being too life. i think you're being too caught for you're this being guy so, in this no, situation i disagree absolutely. with you absolutely well not torture i'm just saying no you're talking torture actually mean no you're you're talking torture you said bamboo you you just said bamboo you're talking torture no, no, no. I'm you not just said torture. torture. I mean, he what are you going to do? Wait, Joe. Enhanced interrogation techniques that do not cross the lines of torture. How what what are you do? What is he going to do with the bamboo if he's Come not going to? He's, he's going to feed it to him? He's tied him up and threatened to stick a knife in the back of his skull. I think he's already being tortured. A few more punches, maybe a broken finger or something. You know, there's, there was a. I mean, I know no matter what, like the guy said earlier, no matter what I say, you're not going to believe, but. Everything he said has made me want to do these things. See, to it's with, so. again, it, it's interesting because I had an opposite reaction. I, see, his ta- his tactics totally would have made me feel the other way. I would have been, I would have, uh, I would have taken someone's interaction like that in a different way completely. But it's, but it's interesting. It's just interesting. Different folks for di- different strokes for different folks. Uh, yeah, let's go. I, the- I think it might have to do a lot to do with what I do for work. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, and, and what I do for work, if we get into that, but we don't have to get into our personal lives. So Terry Chance is... Yes, yes Terry, it, it, it is proven not to work. I absolutely agree. This has more to do with... Um... <laughs> Just, no, no, I do not enjoy torturing people. I yeah, promise yeah, no, you, I, I do not. Guys... It has more to do with his, the, the way he's answering... It's not necessarily to, I don't want to torture him. He, I mean, work on him in, in, okay, here, let me put it this way. Make this guy audition. You're not auditioning <laughs> to come there. He's auditioning for you. So he's going to be doing some, some, some more than just fancy talking as far as I'm concerned. You know, like there's just. You're paranoid. Okay. So uh, we're, we're going to get, let's no Okay. Okay. Let's move paranoid. on. Let's move on. You're being paranoid. So, so let's continue. Uh, do you guys, speaking of paranoid, do you guys know about the people that think Beth's still alive? They're on Tumblr. They call themselves team delusional team delusional. That's at least they're self-aware. Haha. <laughs> still alive. What show were they watching? 
their theories are really bizarre. Yeah. You can get a shot in the head and survive in an anime. <laughs> yes, you can. That happens all the time. I think she, they think she survived because people have survived brain injuries being shot to the head before. Wow. And she was in a hospital. And they didn't take the body and bury it. The, yeah, and that doctor's there. Maybe that doctor's pennying her from uh, from uh, the governor, like keeping the uh, <laughs> keeping the, uh, the 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 half alive Beth to do funny things you with her. Beth, he wanted Beth as his ward, right? <laughs> no, Joe, I'm giving you a hard time. I understand, but like you did say bamboo, so. Yeah, <laughs> under the fingernails. Under the yes, fingernails. I did, that, I did say this. I did say this. That's the definition you know, of torture. Know that I do not condone it, and I was speaking metaphorically. Oh wait, wait. He met him in his face. Start <laughs> shouting. Make this guy really fucking scared because he's not showing the right respect in the situation that he's in right now. No, fair enough. Like, fair enough. He's like, so as far as I'm concerned, he is in a very, uh, uh, a very precarious situation. And, right. he should, and like he should be where, he, and he's much too nonchalant. He's much too con artist. Again, as far no, as I don't think. To, to I, be... Joe, I don't think that's the case. I think the case is his repetition. He's been through this a lot, so this is old game to him. He's done this a lot. He's constantly Even more so to my point. But that's this is just his game. This is his. It's worked several times. He brings this out. This is what yep. he does. It's smooth. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it worked a for a con artist isn't smooth on his first go, Phil. I don't think he's he a con artist though. It. He gets he got no. he's got a not every it. nice guy's a con artist. Not every I know you think every nice guy's a con artist. Not every nice guy's a con artist. Correct. Not every nice guy's a con artist. In this world, in this world, you do not take people. Yes, it's it's just a different time, a different. Different. I, I can't stress enough how how cautious you have to be that there's no amount of smooth talk, and in, in my mind, and rightfully Rick's, that's going to allow this to. But I don't think happen. he's also doing smooth talk. He's making a lot of sense, and he's saying a lot of things that are actual factual. Like when Rick gets into the whole thing about thinking the baby's going to be poisoned. That's where we're about to get to in a second. That was just Rick being too paranoid. Because it does, he's right. That doesn't make any sense. Even if I did want to kill you, I wouldn't poison your fucking baby. What's what the hell? Shut up. So we go to Maggie Glennon, and we'll, we're gonna get into this some more because there's some more moments coming up here. Absolutely. We get to Maggie Glennon, yeah. Michonne, and Abel walking down the street talking about their plan, you know, of uh, what to do. And so, so let, let's get the plan right. So if we see anybody, we shoot them on sight. And Glenn makes an interesting point. He says, listen, and because Michonne's like, they could be just like us. And and Glenn says, listen, we're five guys, cause there's five people walking down the street with guns. No one's coming up to us to say hello, which is kind of to Joe's point. Maybe that's just it, and Glenn says, about being like us. It may, if we bumped into us, we should be scared of ourselves. I don't want to bump into a bunch of us. Look at what we've done. Right. There's a couple of points I like about this scene. A, Abraham is not the one leading this party. It's Glenn. It's Glenn. I really like that. Uh, and B, I absolutely agree with you're you're out there to go find a guy, actually, to go see a guy sitting at <laughs> at, at a trailer in a car. Or two cars, two vehicles, you know? If this guy, if one guy starts walking up to you or, or somebody starts walking up to you, you don't just shoot him. I don't, and A, when do we just start shooting our guns in this world to draw every zombie within a mile's radius <laughs> towards you? You know, like, so that was kind of like, uh, yeah, 
maybe we don't start just open firing at the first person that's, you know, as, but what I took Glenn to say was, you know, if they start coming at us, right, right. We shoot them on. Not if they approach us or if we (laughs) see somebody or if somebody's like, Hey, are you human? Shoot it! Shoot it! Shoot it the, now! The chat room is on fire tonight. Uh, 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 Richie A says after Terminus and uh, and what they have their after Terminus they have the right to be paranoid. Absolutely. After Terminus, after Woodbury, after the hospital, two of them getting kidnapped. Um, after the claimed gang trying to rape rape Carl, there's absolutely every right to be, it's not paranoia anymore okay so, it's absolutely not paranoia so they're out to okay get okay we know we know we know we know your stance there joe so mlh says uh gabriel's more bitch than scared scared nice absolutely uh uh the just get a main character armor yeah what happened to glenn's armor didn't he give it to somebody the terminus people had it they should have taken that shit back gone back there for that armor so uh, let's uh, get... I, was, I was with Rick. I was with. We go back and we kill them all. We go back to Terminus <laughs> now. We kill them all. They were wrong to not do that. Bob lost his leg in his life because they didn't go back and kill everybody. <laughs> wow, that's absolutely what they should have done. Ch- chat room is going. Cr- yeah, Ch- chat room's going crazy today. I love you guys. Thank you for all the comments. Keep them up. You guys are fucking awesome. Uh, so uh, so Michonne interrupts, people like us saved priests, we saved a girl, uh, we rolled up into a prison, and uh, we, you guys saved a crazy lady, like, with a sword, you you killed me, uh, or we or they saved a girl that rolled up to a prison with the governor, I'm sorry, they said. Uh, we saved a crazy lady with a sword, meaning herself. Glenn says he's not so sure what he saw, and... Uh, as they're just talking about the situation, as we see another guy kind of hiding behind a tractor or something, watching them. Yep. So we go to Rick and Aaron. This We already kind of talked about the scene. Rick and Aaron and the baby, and the baby won't stop crying. He tells Rick to go. Can, can I, I got to say something else, too. Is it is um, it more about Rick uh, doing the no, right thing? Okay. It's about it's about these, <laughs> these four going on there, going out to find the two cars. Yes, please. Um, I don't understand why they're all walking in a solid group like this. Abraham's been in the military. Um, they know they're on a reconnaissance mission right now. They're not paying it by being so close and stacked together and carrying on in this conversation. Abraham's the only one checking out behind them, turning around, looking. They should be in a, a line. They should be spread out. They should still be close enough to be able to protect each other, but spread out enough so that they can't just be ambushed, all four of them at the same time, by walkers or by by killers. And I'm, I pick up on all this stuff, and I'm not trained in any of that kind of shit. So, I mean, it just makes sense to me that you talk this through before you go walk three miles away from your group to go shoot anybody that comes at you. <laughs> you know, like, Again, Joe, I think the answer is simple, and it's you're not going to like it, but the simple answer... It's an- TV. It's TV, and they need the characters close by together. And they can't I, separate I them. That. they can't separate them into too many groups. That just would get confusing. I know that, and that's why I keep watching this show, show also, because I love it. And any Most other shows would lose me because of shit like that. This show doesn't, because I love the interaction between the characters. Uh, Terry Chan says, uh, Bob would have died either way, uh, become nuts. He, got, he was bit. Joe, did you forget? Uh, MLH says, what if the wolves were the ones that attacked Terminus? That, 
or I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. I am like 95% in the chat territory. Yeah, you're kicking ass tonight. Uh, MLH says the rest of us are like minor character. Then the rest of us are like minor characters. Absolutely. The rest of the people. Yeah, here's the thing. In the chat Bob would have died characters. anyway, but he still would have had his leg. Yeah. I only said he wouldn't have lost his leg, right? <laughs> Oh, yes. Did I say he wouldn't have died too? No. And then I take that if he would have, yeah, he was going to die anyway, but hey, well, and maybe not too. Maybe we go a different direction because we went back, we killed everybody in Terminus. Maybe we stay there, refortify, turn it into the place that it was supposed to be. The signs are already up to invite people to come along. Yada, yada. Yeah, but and maybe Bob wouldn't have hid his. I don't know. It's a, well, maybe that, Bob dies in the assault on uh, Terminus instead. So, uh, so to Rick and Aaron and the baby, and the baby won't stop crying. He, uh, Aaron tells her that he uh, didn't look in the bag. There's applesauce in there, and uh, and he said, "Listen, it's not because I'm trying to be a nice guy. I'm not trying to connect with you. If the roamers hear the baby crying and come this way, I know you're gonna let me die first. This is self-preservation." Uh, so just feed the crying baby applesauce. So Rick goes and gets a spoon, and he brings the spoon for the guy to eat. And again, this is one of those moments where the where they need to make this little weird twinkle with the guy. That can I ask you a question? Can a can a baby survive on crushed acorns? Like, is that really a is thing? Some, like, is someone lactating that we don't know of? Like that's some pretty bitter fucking corn nuts right there. Worms. You're feeding the baby worms. You think crushed oh. worms? acorns smashed up with worms <laughs> like, and that's the biggest question i get from people all over the place is what are they feeding this fucking baby this baby's must have some severe ass diaper rash like <laughs> and then i'm like diapers this baby doesn't have any diapers like they not, they've never changed it once i mean none of them have ever gone to the bathroom but still mlh says shame we can't see merle confront gabriel that would be a fun combination <laughs> And yes, uh, Terry Chan said, yeah, you said in, in The Lost of Love, Ghetto Toad, hey, 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 welcome. So, uh, so yeah, so Rick goes and gets the spoon and brings the spoon over. Amen, Richie. Yeah, and, the, and the spoon is like, uh, <laughs> uh, eat this, eat this, eat this now. And uh, he goes into this whole thing that uh, Aaron is like, come on, you punched me and you said you'd stab me. Uh, do you think I'd poison your daughter? Now, if I poison your daughter and your daughter fell dead, then that why would killing your daughter help me? It would just make me die sooner. And he's got a pretty good point. And then Rick, again, maybe she'll get sick. And you and then you threaten me and you kind of say, you're the only one that can help her if I don't do what you're going to say. And he goes, yeah, from applesauce. He sa <laughs> And then he goes to feed, he goes, then eat it. And he goes, I won't eat it because I hated applesauce. My mother made me eat food I didn't like because to make me more of a man. And she put applesauce and onions. Ew, applesauce. Yeah. And here's, here's the thing. Not eating it? What, are you kidding me? And he, why would he why would he even put up enough so you take a spoonful of fucking applesauce to show this guy that he's not you're not trying to kill his fucking baby don't try to win his trust by making him force feed the baby unproven fucking applesauce just eat the fucking applesauce you're a fucking man dude you're a fucking grown-up eat the fucking applesauce make a face if you want pinch have say hold pinch my fucking nose first please rick i hate the taste but don't fucking say no <laughs> it's just a spoonful of fucking applesauce. I I agree too. That would that pissed me off. And, and the whole thing is, if you have all this food and stuff, he brought it just to prove to me as apple trees. Prove to me. <laughs> pro wait a second. Yeah, prove. Pro like, prove no. to me you have the food that I that you actually will eat. Why are you bringing us food that you fucking hate? 
you know, can't right. you, yes. can't exactly, you bring... exactly, exactly. Like, oh, I was losing my fucking mind on sitting on my couch over this fucking applesauce. <laughs> a terror chance says the baby would have died now for real if if this was real life. And MLH says, Mister Yo Priest, stop up. Merle would make him cry real quick. Yeah, he would. Merle would. Merle would have a great time with uh, Father Gabriel. That would be amazing. And uh, Melody O'Vision says, oh, how I miss Merle. <laughs> yeah, but the applesauce is swallowed before you taste it. But yeah, you should have eaten it. If exactly, you're... Miku. Exactly. <sighs> if you, if Fucking you... applesauce. It's going to haunt my nightmares. If you, if you, Joe, if you're – get Oto, good question. If your life is on the line, why would you not eat a half – spoonful of applesauce so yeah the guy should have eaten the goddamn applesauce deal with it spit it you know take it in your mouth for one second I, take it from me and joe knows this we don't have to get too into this i'm a really really weird eater take anything that i don't eat it, if i was in that moment i'd take the spoonful of this it's shit. going in my mouth it's going in it's my going mouth right down my throat yeah like right away there's, there's worse things that i'm gonna put in my mouth at that moment like especially like i i'm of the mindset <laughs> since standing where rick is he's not eating this applesauce He's absolutely refusing to, and he's got more excuses to why he's not going to eat this apple. Knife to the base of the skull. Per perfect. Interview over. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. I love you, Joe. Perfect point, Melody. Melody. All he had to do was bring a whole apple. <laughs> That's right? Fresh apples. How about you show? Apples keep for fucking ever. The apples on your store shelf are like months old. Months and months old. They're, they will sit on your counter for months and you can eat them. Apples are a wonderful thing that, that uh, you know, fruit from nature, fresh apples. Yeah, exactly. Bring a couple of apples with you. Aaron says the community is so big that the baby won't be heard crying outside, which Rick responds, kind of like Michelangelo waiting for the pizza man and Ninja Turtles. Pizza dude's got got 30 seconds you got four, <laughs> you got 45 minutes so let's catch up with some chat uh big kev says uh <laughs> tell me how you really feel joe <laughs> ghetto toad says rick could have forced him uh forced him something else or right yeah force fed something him something else Big sexy, big, big sexy. Welcome, Aaron says. Aaron makes himself seem like a huge liar. Absolutely, they he and uh, Richie A says Aaron was raising way too many red flags. And this is towards the end as time went on. I more be, started feeling the way Joe felt because it was too many red flags. Total Ben Linus from uh, again for those of you who have watched Lost, Lost will know what I mean when uh, when uh, when Locke and Jack keep interrogating him. And finally, they bring Saeed in there to do bamboo. They find they get Saeed to bring in the bamboo to really find out what's on Ben's Ben's uh, mind. But uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so oh, yes, that kiss though. And uh, sorry, I didn't mean to post that. Uh, someone in Team Delusion just tagged the, just uh, tagged this. Yeah, that's that's a mistake. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, so we'll continue. So uh, the others well, in the group, the, the room really is on fire. It's like I've never seen it like this. Yeah, keep keep it up, guys. Thank you, uh, thank you for pushing the action, uh, Terry Chan. You're uh, but you're doing a great job in there. Thank you so much, and everyone is. We really we really do appreciate you guys. This, so this, is, this is a lot of fun. This makes the episode so much fun, so much more fun. So let's As keep. Said it earlier, I didn't get to say. Yeah, I do miss Merle too. I like he's the one bad guy that I was really on the side. Like it bad guy good guy like on the fence guy does what he has to do guy but ultimately he was he was not a good man he was he was on the on the dark side of things no and i i think i also like at first when they first reintroduced him i was a little uh, I, I wasn't quite on on board again but by the end like the way they had him go out was so beautiful 
So yeah. beautiful. They gave, they made him go out. On for his brother. He, he knew what he had to do. He knew that things weren't going to, yeah. It's a whole other perfect, topic. Yeah, perfect. So, uh, the, so the other group walk over and see the car and they say, oh, he was telling the truth. And uh, we think we hear someone coming through the woods, but it actually ends up being in, uh, and uh, Abraham gives one of his best lines of the night. Not another step, asshole. I thought that was Glenn. Was it Glenn? I thought that was Glenn was it who Glenn? yelled that. Yep. Uh, we'll you're, you're probably right, because I, I have my head down a lot, so I assumed it was an Abraham thing. So Chat it, room, give us the consensus. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was Glenn. I think you're right. And uh, none of the stuff, asshole. And it's walkers and uh, Rosita and Maggie and Abraham say they'll do the business and they go over and they kick some ass. And uh, well, says, I'll do it. And she says, we'll do it. We'll that do kind it. Of, you know, like she's a little bit pissy at him. For yeah. And she saves reasons and it shows. And she saves his ass a little bit or covers his ass. And he says, thank you. And she ignores him. Yeah. She's still pissy at him. They went, you know, he, uh, he says it later. Like then they move into, uh, into the trailer and they start to clear the trailer and right after the trailer is cleared he turns to her and he says you know hey uh back there back at the fire engine did you think i was going to hurt you and she says no but you know he if we remember back it i think he was about to swing at her when he, she tried to stop him from killing uh why Mo why was abraham so sloppy there Tara chan has I, I don't know i think he's just a little out of practice I think, I, yeah, why would you even go, like, he went to grab the thing's arm and he ripped it off instead of just stabbing the thing in the head yeah. or, like, swinging at it with something. I don't, yeah, it, it was he's still drinking that pint. <laughs> Terry, yeah, he might be, might have been hung over from the night before. Terry Chan says, uh, I think it was Glenn, I think it was too. MLH says, so many characters, but they all have the exact same opinion most of the time. Or there's, like, two different schools. Uh, to answer your question up before, Terry Chan, why do so many people bring up Lost? I think because uh, Lost is a good example of character exploration, whether you like it or not, when it was good, it really explores characters. And uh, so so there's certain things that are comparison. As a show, I think the shows could be no more different. I don't think either show have anything in common. I only watched one season of Lost, and that was the first season when it came in, episode one of season two, and I all my cliffhangers were left as cliffhangers, and... I just get I, yeah. no, but but I, I don't I don't think I honestly other than some answers not being in some character development stuff at times I really don't think the shows have anything to do with each other I just think yeah, that I just think this scene where they're interrogating him had a lot to do with a, a similar scene that happened on Lost if I if you think I think like Orange is the New Black is like Lost that's a different subject altogether that shows a lot like <laughs> Lost but we go on. <laughs> So they head over to the RV, and right away, before it even was said, once we saw the RV, it made me write my notes in big letters, I miss Dale. And uh, they say it's all clear. And Abraham's trying to be cute. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't think Dale immediately when you saw those two vehicles, you, you, you've missed something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this, was, this, was, this part coming up here, for obvious reasons that Joe probably was thinking, was very special to my heart, uh, that uh, that... Abraham goes Gracius Ignatius, and he finds Skeddy rings, which are spaghettios. I'd be like, this is my heaven. I'm like such a spaghetti. I, I don't even have to see. You can see in the background up there in the corner. You can see the top of it. That's a spaghettio can, the Super Mario spaghettio can. And, and I will absolutely attest to this. He has eaten more spaghettios than anyone over the age of twelve should ever. ever oh yeah, ever, we, we don't have to get again. We don't have to get eat it. We don't have to get into my eating habits. A week, he eats it cold out of the can. He loves it. He pulls all okay, the meatballs okay, okay. out, stacks them on the side. It's a special little. And God, don't ask him for one. Don't. He'll throw you right out. Get the. <laughs> 
No. I'd rather give you $100 than a can of SpaghettiOs. <laughs> so, so, he, so do you know who else is killer with the SpaghettiOs? Rex. Because Rex ate three cans in one. Oh, no, there are four cans. Four. It was four, dude. Four cans. Just for nobody. He went in and he licked the, the other. He's like, oh, yeah, this is mine. He licked the other slice of pizza so nobody else could take it. <laughs> Bastard. But uh, he just ate it instead. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Chan said. Everybody slept. I'm already seeing, oh, Tara Chan says, have I looked on Twitter yet? I haven't looked at any of the reaction. I'm already seeing the complaints about the gay character in The Walking Dead. I think there are more bigger problems in the zombie apocalypse than the two dudes loving each. Anybody that, honestly, I don't care if anybody that watched this had a problem with those two characters because they're gay. You leave right now. Leave right now. I don't want you on my channel. Check out my, that's because that's just stupid. Come on. Well, no, no, no. Hey. You can have the opinion that you don't like gays or you don't think gay marriage or whatever. That's fine. You're Still wrong. Watch our show. Hate it. Don't care. I personally have absolutely zero fucking problem with it. And I loved it. And I love the fact because it, when that flare went off later, we'll get into it. And I'll, and I'll talk about that. And, uh, okay. My, 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 my thing you know, is. You can take your bigotry and you can go fuck yourself, but please don't stop watching. Right. Fair, fair enough. I was wrong. I was wrong. Please. I, if, if you want to be ignorant <laughs> and watch us, you're, you can be ignorant. You're right, Joe. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't push people away like yeah. that. Take your own ignorant opinions and, and that's fine. <laughs> Express them when you want. Yeah. That's fine. But I don't share them. Yeah. And, uh, have a nice day. Yeah. Dumbass. Okay. Oh, so we, so we continue. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, they, uh, they look back and, uh, and they see the Skeddy rings and they kind of share a moment. And he says, if, uh, Rex didn't eat them, I would have eat them, eaten them all. I would have, uh, came for them in the night. She looks sad for a second. And, he's, and he says, back in the fire truck after Eugene, he walks up to her, he says, did you think I was going to hurt you? And as he approaches her, she says, uh, she says, no, it's not you, it's me, kind of thing. And, uh, which was good, I'm glad we got this. I feel like uh, we were missing this in the first couple episodes and it would have been nice to see. So as we cut back to the barn, we see all the canned food and the SpaghettiOs and everything that they have. And Rick says, this was, this was Rick, I don't know, Rick reminded me of George Bush uh, Jr. here. Like, this is all ours. Just right here, this is ours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Claim. Claim, <laughs> claim. This is, this is our SpaghettiOs. I'm the decider. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely it's all ours. Uh, you know, and here's the thing. We're going to go back and take your RV and we're going to go find someplace else to go live. Why the fuck not? Can I ask you that? Can I? Can, does anybody think that? Why not? Okay, knife to the back of the skull. We got a couple of working cars. Let's just go find someplace else. We can put on a couple hundred miles. I don't think we should go near this place. I think we should go try to get as far north as possible. <laughs> so, so it just, just this was hilarious. I love this scene. So there's more than enough. Uh, so, 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 and I, and this is one of those moments, Joe, where it kind of shifted over. Where I started, I, I was like on, not on Aaron's side, but I thought Aaron was hilarious. Like, I thought he was hilarious all night. And I think that's the problem why I'm not on your boat. Just because I found the character so fucking hilarious in his interactions and how he just was trolling Rick the whole time, pretty much. And in this scene, it was more, more evident than ever. He's just like... Rick's like, these are ours. And he goes, yeah, there's more enough for everybody. And he's just staying. Rick's like, I don't care what you say. I'm keeping these SpaghettiOs. And he's like, you know, oh, that's no, okay, whatever. Even if we don't go with you, they're mine. He's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then Carl, for his one line in the night, which someone said earlier, and I didn't chance to mention the comment, but I read it. We're not getting a lot of Carl this season at all. It, for, we're going to talk it's a little bit. kind of good because a lot of people hate Carl. There's a lot of people out there. There's more people I talk to that don't like Carl's character than do like Carl's character. I still think personally, he, I like him. 
I, 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 I think Carl's came around. I didn't like him at first, but I think when they featured him in last season, I really liked the Carl moments. So I'd be interested. I love the fact that he shot that kid. Me too. And I love the chocolate. You can love the shot. And I love when he took the, the chocolate, pudding. the pudding. Yeah. When he ate the chocolate pudding, that's a lot. That's a lot of pudding. I like the pudding and I like the fact I completely, I will say it. I don't know if I said it in the podcast before that kid had it coming. He should not. He, they said, put the gun down. He did not put it down. He went to lift it even further. Yeah. No, you die. Boom. Anybody <laughs> else should have done the same thing. That's the exact kind of attitude you need to have with a stranger. You put your weapons down. If you don't let me take them from you, we are going to shoot you and take them from you. Period. So Carl says. negotiation. So Carl says, why wouldn't we go with. <laughs> Carl says, why wouldn't we go with him? Which Michonne says, we wouldn't go with him if he was lying or if he wanted to hurt us. But he's not. So we're going. We need this. We're all going. Fuck you guys. I don't care what Rick says, we're going. And he, she says, if someone feels differently, speak up now. To which Rick kind of gives a little look over to Daryl, hoping Daryl's going to back him up, I think. And Daryl's response is, I don't know, man. This barn smells like shit. And Rick says, yep, it smells like shit. We're going. And Michonne won this one. So, no, and, and I think they were going the whole time. I think Rick was going to... Uh, come down on the line of checking this out. This is exactly what Michonne was talking about last episode. I think uh, he knew that they were going to end up checking this out. I think he's doing the right thing in not showing that he was ever willing without being talked into it, checking this out. He's absolutely made the right play in, in every part of his attitude that he's shown this guy. Let's uh, catch up with the uh, chat room a little bit. Big and sexy about uh, your, your comment about – we have two comments to your uh, to your Carl killing thing. Uh, Tara Chan, I agree with you killing – Carl killing that kid, Joe. And big and sexy <laughs> says, that kid had shifty eyes. <laughs> Ghetto Toad, is that why – uh, is that why he was fucking around with Rick all episode? Because he couldn't give him a damn straight answer? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and uh, do you think Rick will shave Tara Chan? Uh, I, that is spoiler, but they've been spoiling that all over the place. That's something that's been, uh, they've been putting that, blasting that on like the front page of uh, of uh, Yahoo and stuff. Rick, I have a, I have a good feeling is going to shave. Spoiler alert. Um Melody, Melody of Vision. I can't wait for all of them to be clean. Yeah, Daryl clean. There's, there's women at home waiting to see the Daryl clean, to see Daryl after a shower. And Ma Maggie cleaned up. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's time to clean up. It's time for all of them to clean up in that town. <laughs> they, they stink. They, you, you, you stink. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a bunch of awful. Uh, Awful of jokes you could insert, insert here as to how they smell. But. <laughs> uh, I Big Kev started to write a comment, but uh, he he said was Glenn, and I'm not sure what the, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Finish 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 your thought, my friend. Was Glenn? I think so. I'm gonna say yes. So we go to Aaron and Aaron, and they say Aaron, where's the camp? And he says, listen, I believe you guys are good people. I do, but I always drive there, and I don't want to. I, I believe you, but I don't believe you enough to risk all my friend's life on it. To which... Yeah, no. Uh, there, again, again, everything. But this it, time, Joe, Michonne... But this time, know? Michonne agrees with you. Michonne is not fucking around anymore. She knows they're going on out on a limb here for Rick, and she get, she gets in this guy's face and goes, no, you listen. <laughs> you listen. I bet 
I bet you used to drive, but you're, you can eat a dick. You're not driving. You're, you're coming with us. We're, you tell us where to go. Yes, does one of them say, if you expect to get home, period, then we're driving? Something, something to that effect. Yeah, because no, no, no. At this point, you don't get to leave ever <laughs> our company. Like, that is never going to be an option. You're either going to stick with us until we get to wherever we're going or your life ends <laughs> or our life ends. There's no, there's no letting anybody walk away from the group. It's either join the group or you, or you die. <laughs> Terror is hilarious. Ter Unfortunately, yeah, I do think the case. I, I do. I actually like Rick with the beard better than clean shaved. So it's going to be a bummer to see him clean shaved. Daryl too, but, but Glenn needs to shave those three hairs he calls a mustache. <laughs> very, very true. As soon as the door hit Michonne, it should have been uh, the end of that debate. As soon as, as soon as the door hit Michonne, it should have been the end of that debate. <laughs> Very true, uh, MLH. So, uh, so the guy says, drive up uh, 16 North, and I'll tell you where to go from there. So Rick says, no, not 16 North, 23 North. And Aaron says, 16's clear. Rick says, I don't care. He goes, okay, we'll go in the morning. No, we're going at night. The night, everyone's like, the night, Aaron says, no one's going to hurt you. You're putting your group in danger by going at the night in a bad time of the road. We kind of already went through this. We, Joe and I came to a compromise that, uh, that they probably should have gone during the day, but still have gone the well, back road. To, to this point, too, um, any place can be clear now and not clear now, essentially, Do unless it's walled. They're called roamers and walkers for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like, it was clear. Route 16 was clear. But, but we know there are herds of these freaking things just walking places. And that's why on 28, they weren't just standing in the middle of the road. They were all headed somewhere. No, fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, so Aaron says 16, blah, blah, blah. But he says he put in a danger. So Rick gives him a compromise here again and says, fine, then tell me where the camp is and we can go right now. <laughs> And Aaron just says nothing. He says nothing. Rick Rick calls. Rick puts the money in the pot and goes, "Listen, show me the aces. Show me the aces, and I'll call you. We'll do. I'll, I'll pay you off here." And I think Rick means it too that he'll just pay him off here. But I also think because after this scene, Rick tells everyone to get a, try to get a good rest before they get to leave at night. We go outside to Rick setting up the car and he's talking. He's saying, "Listen, you drive with me and Glenn and that guy. He doesn't even call him by name. He just calls him that guy." And Carl and Judith will be in the rest with the RV. Are you okay with that? And she says, listen, uh, when you said we're going, is that for real? Or are you just trying to find the camp to go all crazy Rick Grimes on these people? And there's, the, like, um, the first thing out of his mouth to her right then, and he's, like, looking in the car and he's starting to prepare the cars, is this is the setup we're going to do to travel there. Like, there was almost no point to ask that question. I love it, Miko. Yeah. It's funny too, Miku, because one zombie in the road <laughs> took Lori out, right? And don't mention driving through a herd of them. Don't mention finally stops the car. Don't mention her name. Tara might freak out on you, and I and I share Tara's uh, feeling about Lori. I don't even. Oh shit! I, I said it. I said it. I, I I said her name. Oh gosh! I'm gonna soil this whole podcast. With... Was it nothing? What did she? How did she wipe out then? She just like jerked on the wheel. She's an idiot, and she just idiotically did some idiotic. Oh, no, she stuff. tried to avoid the walker that was there. She like. <laughs> she's like. Ah. 
Yeah. Okay. Can we? Can we? Again, because no. Anything bad okay. That happened I don't want to waste any more time talking about Warrior. Let's go on. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. So MLH says uh, Asians driving safely. Is this the apocalypse? Zero point zero. Bump bump. <laughs> hey. 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 I'm like Ron Burgundy here. I don't know what I'm reading. I just turn to the comment and read. <laughs> you guys could write anything and I'll say it. Shit. No, no, and to that point, if if it's a joke, man. Speak up. Let's okay. laugh. So, so, so anyway, so we all, there's no hate behind your words. I, I'm all for it. No, no, I, I don't think there is. Jovial bigotry is absolutely yeah, wonderful. So uh, Rick says we're uh, we're all going. Michonne says whatever it takes, we'll get there. He asked Michonne what she heard when she first got to the walls of Terminus and Woodbury. She says she heard nothing. Rick says, tonight we'll be at their walls and I want to listen before going inside. I need to decide whether to bring my family in. You asked how, I fe how I'd feel all of this was real because she mentions that to him earlier in the episode. He goes, I don't know if anything could make me feel good about going in here and, and walking in there. But we'll see. He says it twice. We'll see. Yeah. So we cut out. Yeah, and absolutely, I, I may not. I may leave you all right then and there. If I decide that it's not the safest place for my kids, and you guys decide that's where you want to be, then hell, have a good life, peace. But, you know, ultimately, Rick's decision will come down to his family's best chance for survival. But he's willing to do and stay with the group to help them survive as well as long as he, as long as he can. Now, as MLH says, we're getting into our walker safety avoid roaming walkers on the road. <laughs> the, uh, the alarms that should be sounding right here as we go in route... 44 or whatever it is. You can go post street signs everywhere. Thank you, Big Kev. You're, you're awesome, dude. Thank you for keeping up the comments. I don't know why you can't jump in the chat room. All your comments end up going to uh, right to the video as like video comments, so I get them in a different folder. But, but thanks, man. Sorry if I don't get to your comments right away. That's why, because it's in sort of a different place. So uh, anyways, uh, Aaron must have known different routes to the camp besides that one road that he didn't take them on. And uh, Terror Ch Chan says, uh, Team Delusional is butthurt right now. They thought Aaron's thing is he needed to show where Beth was. These people, these, these people really need to need help. They need help. They, did they think that Beth was really in the car with uh, Tyrese? Like that was, she was really alive singing there? Oh, gosh. Beth is gone, people. She's on the flash. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need to talk about Team Delusional. Okay, so Rick looks in the glove compartment and he sees the first thing we see is Massachusetts plates. As well as a lot of other ones. And uh, Aaron jokes he's trying to collect all 50 states. Uh, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California. I could keep going. And uh, he and uh, he shows uh, Michonne pictures of the walls. Show Or he has a wall. He has a wall in his house where he has them all hanging up. And he shows Michonne some pictures. And she says, she looks at them and they smile at each other. And she asks why there's no, pi we talked about this before, why there are no pictures of people. He says uh, he took them a picture of the whole group, but they, the exposure was wrong. And right. it, but and that's and here's the thing: it's that's the most bullshit of all of his answers. No, no, no. I, I kind of understand it because if you were to show people walking around in the pictures, okay, it might because of the graininess, because of the way the photographs aren't good photographs. They might appear to be just walkers roaming around in the streets and not a cleared a cleared town. So, if that's the case, if it's really that that bad, then you're not going to be able to see people and clearly that they're people and not, 
you know, living dead people. No, fair enough. Around. Fair enough. That's yeah. that's what I think anyway. It, it's interesting. The one that I call bullshit, you're like, oh, that one's okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, because I actually gave it a lot of thought at first. When I first watched it, I was all bullshit. Bull, oh, that's bullshit. What the fuck? There couldn't just be people hanging out on the porch. A couple of people sitting down on the stairs wouldn't look like walkers. You know, because they're not coming at you, trying to eat you. They're not in motion. They're just sitting still. But they just could also be dead people. <laughs> so showing that there's nothing is almost as good as showing that there are people alive and prospering. So, uh, so yes, he has answers for everything. And uh, so, uh, so Rick asks. What, hold on. What I thought was bullshit in general were the pictures to begin with. What? There's not a million, you know, pictures of places and empty things or or walls or this and that or retaining what like you can get pictures i mean you want pictures of houses i could open up a drawer here and have a hundred pictures of houses you know like come on that's not you're showing pictures how do i know when you took these fucking pictures pictures mean absolutely fucking nothing to me that's your proof your proof that you have this town is these fucking pictures really yeah and, and again the, the picture whole thing seems like a lot of bullshit like you just like found up a newspaper with the date that says you know post za or something like, like i could br- <laughs> like i could break into some random house and find some pictures too of like where some guy that worked at a prison or something or, or something and he has pictures of his gates of right, the prison I can where... show you pictures. This is my daddy. This is my you, mommy. You... They're living back there. Come on, Joe. You want a toe? I could get you a toe by the end of the day. You want a yeah, toe? I could get you a toe. I could get you a toe. Uh, nail polish and all. I could get you. Shut the, toe. the fuck up, Donnie. Okay, you're out of your element, dude. So, so he asked Rick, and uh, and this is when Michonne uh, again gets into the like calling him on his bullshit here, and she starts smelling bullshit a little bit, and she turns to Rick and goes, "Did you ask him the questions?" And uh, how many walkers did you kill? And as we talked about this earlier, he says, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many, uh, two, how many people. And he says two. Or he says a lot. For the walkers, I don't know a lot. How many people, two. He says quickly with the two. And he says, and they ask why. He says, because they tried to kill me. And, uh, and, then, and Rick is looking through the car. And this is when Rick finds the spy stuff, the uh, listening device, the uh, Harriet the Spy listening device. And uh, Glenn goes, what the fuck? You were listening to us? And Aaron's like, well, duh, I was watching you. Of course I was listening right. to you, like, too. That's like, I, yes, again, more hackles It was raised. But it was almost like at that point, like your parents finding your, uh, what is this? What is this? What are you smoking here? What right. You- like after, you know. <laughs> Right, after they've, you know, watched you smoking a joint in the back. Or, like, after you were just suspended from school for smoking a joint or something like that. They're like, well, I found this marijuana. What are you doing with the marijuana? I, I, you already knew I was following you. What do you think I was doing with that? I mean, do you have to right. ask me this stupid exactly. question? If, if, if we could come across something like this and follow you with or without it, what do you think we would do? <laughs> and it makes perfect sense, so it's not, like, that big of a deal. But, again, how much have you been listening to? How long were you with us, you know? They could still be listening to us. Our whole plan, like he then goes into, our whole plan is in, it has been compromised. So, and then at that moment there, everything goes to hell. They start getting into the, uh, which I th- which I like that they do this, and this just isn't something they skip over. They start running into walkers and getting through like a little bit of a horde and trying to drive through them. But the guts start splashing over the window of the car, so they have like zero visibility. Like they, like it's all covered in snow, but it's like walker guts. And they start like trying to roll through. He doesn't even try to turn on the windshield wipers later either. Like he goes out, he tries to clear it with his hand. Like no, like 
I wonder if the windshield wipers will take care. Did you put any windshield fluid in it? Even some water, maybe? Come on. Spit shine that, man. Do something, you know? And, and oh shit, Rick says, uh, and then and then through all this, they realize that they lost the RV and their uh, the RV went off in a different direction. They can see it got away through uh, some tracks off a different. They road. were smart. They immediately saw it and hit the brakes. And Glenn Glenn was absolutely right. If I he was like he started screaming like this, plowing through all these zombies, and he originally started to hit his brakes, but then jams the gas. And uh, reason being is if he had stopped, they would have rammed into the back of him. I don't know why he continued to go so far through it. He should have like hit the brake and threw it in reverse as soon as he saw the lights gone behind him. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, t- uh, Terrachan, please try to limit and uh, try to stop yourself from putting any spoilers in the. Uh, we want to keep this a safe place for people for not spoilers. So uh, please do that. I didn't even see the spoiler. I'm not going to ask you what it was, but I'll go back and try to find it. But. Yeah, but yeah, please we try to keep the spoilers safe. Let's try to keep it. We slip up, we slip up but uh, we try to do it as best as possible. So, we'll, so whatever. So we'll keep going here. So if, uh, so yeah, Rick says, "Oh shit," and Aaron says, "I need to leave right now" because they eventually, at this point, I'm losing my place a little bit. Uh, we see that uh, they they uh, see a flare as they're kind of fighting off walkers and stopping the car because they go to chase after them. They start the car and the car won't start. They're do- it's like the Back to the Future thing. And we said this before in one of our other shows. They, they don't slam their head against the dashboard. Doesn't anybody know that slamming your head against the dashboard is the television thing to make the car start? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give up. <sighs> and then it starts. Yep. And his, and his, the amateurs, most cliche overdone moment ever in all, like there's a million things they could have done to get them back out of this car. Really? It won't start like, come on, like have them start it up and then like hit a ditch or like something, something else, anything else. The car won't start again. Ooh. And one guy yelling, come on, we're going to get out of here. They come. I know. I know. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Come on. Get out of here. We're gonna get... I know. Vroom, 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 vroom. Come on. We're gonna get out of here. Come on. Vroom, vroom. Come on. And, uh, and no worries. No worries. Uh, no worries, Tara. Just try to, try... Oh, if, if you think something's obvious, just if anything is even a little hint at, don't even bother with it. It's just, some people like to be completely surprised as much as possible. So quick, let's hide in the hut with all the, with all the chainsaws. Why can't we get, get into the running car? So uh, we continue. Uh, Rick says, uh, who did that about the, uh, we eventually here at this point, see uh, the a flare go up. And Rick says, who did that? As Aaron says, I need to, uh, I need to leave. It's over. It's over. Let me out of this car. As he slams open the door of the car and Michonne goes flying. Like he did this with super strength or something like that. Like he kicked him and it was like, whoa. Yeah. He really kicked it open, punted her like a good 10 feet, six feet. Yeah. And it was pretty, it was pretty fucking hilarious. And, uh, whoops, go back in here. Sorry guys. Yeah, and then he, he gets out and he just runs and they kind of all group together and decide to go chase after him. And end up just starting shooting, like, open firing because they can't see. It's pitch black. There's zombies everywhere coming at them. The only thing they can see, time they can see, or we could see anywhere, at least on my shitty-ass TV, is when the muzzle flashes were going off. You could see more more and more zombies coming at them. It was pretty intense. Glenn's the only one that uh, managed to... Kind yeah. of keep up with them. Yeah, just to do it one more time, uh, Jojo Mupit, we love you. And MLH, you're absolutely right. So, T- Terrachan, don't worry too much about it as it doesn't follow it exactly. It's just, again, just a, just a polite thing to do for uh, for other people that might be bothered by it. 
so but don't i'm not like oh me 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 so don't worry don't worry about it so everything's all good here so uh so yeah so rick says oh shit who did this and aaron says he needs to leave and he's running away she says uh she says and michonne starts to chase after him too and they're like no we have to worry about our own people and she says listen our people will be smart enough they'll go to the flare too so they all start running through the woods with a trail of walkers giving them chase as uh as rick forces forces off and starts michonne slicing them as they're shooting them uh and glenn is separated for them and glenn's shooting and shooting trying to keep up and guess Do we remember what the what the rule was phalanx create a phalanx don't let anybody get behind you you know protect each other's backs but no that. but no glenn separates and glenn ends up alone and someone sneaks up behind glenn and glenn somehow wasn't bit katie was like oh he looks like he got bit and i thought no it looked like he fell under like through the bite so the thing couldn't actually get onto his arm because he just kept falling but yeah ultimately i guess that's what happened and again (laughs) (sighs) i could have dealt with a bite there that would have been super sad but uh richie a says aaron acted too shady about the flare uh terry chan says uh they the, uh, they think he, the surgeon Aaron uh, mentioned will save Beth about those crazy people. MLH says, uh, flare gun looks too much like a dollar toy to me. It was very plastic looking. I would I would agree with that. Uh, Terry Chan, I highly doubt they'll be the huge set and, and leave. Talking about uh, Alexandria, I agree. Uh, Schumann, Schumann, okay, that's back there. Uh, I, thought, uh, I thought Aaron was... Uh, was after uh was through after hitting Michonne with that door. Me too. I thought uh I thought Michonne would have was like, what the fuck? Well, I, th- I think Michonne's level headed enough right now to know that that was probably an accident. But he was definitely freaked out and anything that came out of his mouth right there would have made me again if I would had been Rick, knife to the back of the skull. <laughs> you know, like especially when they came back up, the only thing he gave up the gun immediately after knowing that they were still within I don't know. I, every step of the way, this guy wants me to put a knife in the back of his head. And okay, I just want to. I just want to belabor this point. Belabor this point one more time. I just don't like it how sometimes walkers can. I guess it makes sense because you can easily, in a situation, not be bit. But I just think Glenn was so close to being bit. He was almost in the same situation Tyrese was in two two episodes ago. Big badass Tyrese can't fight off one walker after being, you know, it it like overpowers him almost that second walker. But, you know, other times you can just rip their arms off. Yeah, it's, 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 it doesn't always make sense. ...than others and blah, 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 but still. I'm wondering, I don't think this is the case, but I, I, for a moment, I thought maybe Glenn was bit in a Bob-like way that he's not telling people, but I don't think that's the case. So, uh, so Glenn ends up saving Aaron from a walker and he says, you can run if you want. And then he quotes himself back to him and he says, yes, I was listening. And he quotes him from last episode. We can make it together, but only together. Yes, I was gl- listening. And Glenn kind of glares at him. But then we cut over to uh, after commercial break. They're around. They're heading back towards where the flare is. They're sort of fighting their way over there. Rick's out of options. He, uh, he has the flare gun and he shoots the flare gun into a zombie's head. And we get this awesome visual of a zombie with a flare gun in its head. And then all of the zombies kind of being attracted to it because of uh, the flare. Which I thought they kind of ignored it. And I thought, really? 
you that's know, kind of strange. They used the fire thing a couple earlier in the season, and now they're just kind of walking right by that burning yeah, zombie head. I, I I I thought it was cool that they he sort of had a light bright inside the head sort of thing. I mean, I think that's one. Of, I think that's one of the cases where the design team was like, oh, we want to shoot this. We want to shoot this walker in the head with a flare. So Come on. I just got to say this. This is our seasoned zombie team. Can't we just, you know, to risk being a meme, keep calm, cut off some arms and jaws, and then they won't, they'll stop coming after us. Keep calm, smear ourselves with some zombie guts real quick so they'll stop coming after us. Like, there's a, a million things that we know work. Quick, throw a bunch of leaves on top of that burning zombie head to create a big fucking fire. There's a lot of things we know are going to distract these zombies or make us invisible to them that are not necessarily hard things to do in a pinch. Well, quickly, if you just keep calm. Well, and stop shooting your guns off to attract every fucking zombie in the night to come eat your ass. In fairness, they were in a very dangerous situation, and they didn't know what else. They they were kind of in one of those they situations. Panicked. They had plenty of time. There was nobody coming yeah. after Michonne as she was pulling guts out of the grill. They had passed through the horde of zombies. You know, that's when they had stopped the car. They they had a little bit of time to start preparing. Instead, they all just panicked and sat there in the car. Hurry up and start it. Hurry up and start it. So Rick, so Rick ends up, they, they are about to get overthrown by some walkers and as they run out and just in time, uh, Aaron and, uh, Glenn save, come back to save the day with some gunfire. And, uh, or he says, he shows him his, uh, wounds of his, where he's tied up. And he says, if uh, you want to tie me back up again, you can. And Rick says, there isn't enough time. And uh, if this is a trap, your people will die tonight as they walk towards where the flare was. Now we hear a whistle and it's Daryl, uh, kind of notifying them, Rick, that everything's okay. And we see the two teams meeting up. And uh, our our second minor Carl moment of the night, we get Carl hugging Rick and Rick saying, is your sister okay? Yup, yup. And Aaron just starts yelling randomly, Eric, Eric. We do not know who this Eric is, but he's just saying, Eric. And, uh, and he runs inside the RV and he goes, are you okay? And uh, uh, Is it the RV that they're in? I, or is, I, I'm, I think it's a house. It's, I think it's a house or like a building. That is it a building? Like, is it a building that they're in? I assumed it was the RV, but you're probably right. And, but anyways, he goes inside somewhere and laying down in a bed with a leg injury is uh, is this guy Eric. And, and then it's all explained why he was in such a panic after seeing the flare, and why he yeah. had to get to get to this guy so urgently because that was their signal for each other that they were in danger or, or trouble. It wasn't that, you know, this group did something. It was that he needed to get to where that flare was that nothing else mattered except getting to that flare. Yep. yep. And uh, he, this guy, Eric's very funny. He says, uh, I'm okay. also, if you notice, like they got back to the cars, they brought the cars back to the barn. Somehow they got around the big roadblocks and had abandoned this guy, you know, in the middle of nowhere without his vehicles to get back to wherever they were going. Nobody said that. Nobody said, where's you? You said there was one guy with you. Now we're driving off nowhere without him. Like they didn't go looking for him. They didn't ask to find him. Nothing. He didn't say, call your man, go get your man. Tell us how to find your man, get your man back here. None of that. And he just abandoned Eric without any vehicles. So was he so fucking close to them? So they had been driving in the night for at least a little bit. They were on Route 28, not on Route 16. 
23. So 23, whatever. So, no, I'm kidding. So Eric, uh, Eric interrupts him and he, or he kind of says, I'm not that hurt. It's like a volleyball injury, just a broken ankle. And Maggie fixed me. And I like Maggie. It's not a big deal. He says, and they hug and they kiss. He says, I'll go to the infirmary when we get, when we get back to back home, it's no big deal. Um, and he says he saw the flare and he thought the worst as Joe was saying. And, uh, and he says, you're always a warrior. You're too much of a warrior. And he goes, this is all your fault. I love you, but uh, I worry I do stupid things. And when I do stupid things, I get hurt because he, he was worried about him. So he went out to look for him and he got ran over. The tractor ran over his foot or something. Or he, he hid behind the rusty bucket of bolts tractor that we saw him behind. And then walkers came out of nowhere and the tire fell on his foot and broke his ankle yeah, he says that something good came out of it and he got a license plate for another state in the uh and he says he lost the lost the fleets and he lost the car and they giggle about how ugly the rv is and uh and uh they say eric who's who i wrote as a charmer is uh just the way he says it to rick again he almost you see right away that eric has more social graces than uh than aaron does because eric eric kind of the way he says hi to rick he doesn't say it in a condescending he's just like hi how are you rick like in a just very nice and rick is if rick in his defense is very nice right back rick's like hey how's it going you know rick says hey i'm rick he i mean he rick handled the situation as best as rick could in that situation so Aaron comes out and talks to everyone. He says, thank you. You saved my life for saving Eric. You saved Eric's life and I owe all of you. Uh, I'll make sure the debt is paid in full uh, when we get to our community. And this is when he says the name for the very first time. He says, we need to get to Alexandria. And, uh, and he goes, I'm not sure about any of you, but I'd rather not drive anymore tonight. We'll hit the road tomorrow morning. Rick says, fine, but you're sleeping over there outside of the room. You're not sleeping with your friend. And we talked about this a little bit before. Glenn steps in and says, listen, listen, these guys have been on the level. They've told us where the camp was. Let them sleep together. And, and uh, he yeah. says, listen. Yeah. I- They're unarmed. One guy's got a broken ankle. There's no way out of that room. Other people can be in that room too. There's no reason not to let them be with each other. <laughs> and each and every single one of us would take the same exact stance in this situation. So <laughs> it makes perfect sense. And again, Rick makes perfect sense with wanting to keep them separated but Chan- his, his fucking leg's broken. He's not going to do too much damage, and they've been searched, and there are no weapons. So Tara makes a good point. Rick realized at that point he was being a douche. <laughs> so he, a little he, bit, yep. He realized, he's like, okay, I am being a douche. And, uh, or do you think it was because he was he's a homophobe and he didn't want them to be near each other? Good, very good point. And I mean, it's in normal situations, he's right. But it's but at that point, like you're saying, it's come so far. He needs to listen to Glenn at that point. And he does. He realizes he's being the dick. Ghetto Toad, I know they're desperate for safety, but they need to stop making the same damn mistakes. I know Joe agrees with you 100% on that so one. So much do I agree with you. I, I'm scrolling up a little bit. Sorry if I've missed some of this stuff. Um, uh, I was sad for Maggie, Daryl, and the gang, but Beth, meh. <laughs> uh terry chan says i'm the only good 16 year old uh what do you say well apparently not 16 year olds are automatically good <laughs> and you are you're the best 16 year old terror and uh sasha's normal after one day yeah Sa- sasha's character is all fuzzy weird she's she- fodder i can't wait for her to go yeah she's gone she- I-, I bet t- i wouldn't doubt sasha being gone by the end of the year uh, i wouldn't doubt also that they make her more you know more of a character but his father, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Eugene's father, the priest's father, 
Uh, no, they got some good fodder. Terry Chan, uh, Rick Real. Oh, I saw Red Randwood, welcome. Hi, guys. The guy is so Bates Hotel. Yeah. MLH, just uh, make someone stand watch and take turns sleeping, I think. Yeah. It, I think that's probably what they're doing. But no, I think at that point in time, Terry Chan's right. Rick's, Rick's chill at that point. He realizes that they're not in a dangerous situation at, at that point. I think he's, he's on board. Uh, I think he's saying that about the uh, homophobe thing, commentating. Oh. Rick's chill about that, I think. Oh yeah, Rick's yeah, Rick's totally chill about that. I I think so as well. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think he gives a shit. No, I don't think so either. You can find love in this world. I think I think that's the important thing. I don't in even this think... world, not even in that world. In that world, if you can find love, Jesus Dude. Christ, Amen. If but I could find love with world? a fr- if I could find love with a pet frog in that world, I'd be kissing that pet frog. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I wouldn't be doing anything else, but I'd occasionally kiss the frog. You know, like I give you, uh, froggy. No, you, no, no, frog is food. Frog is food. You think frog's food? Frog is food. <laughs> There's no pets. But it's food There's when no it dies. Love. You wouldn't keep no, a pet no, till it dies. It's- no, no, no. You can keep if your pet is a, is like my three cats. We went I'm into not the- eating, but I'm not taking more pets. We we, we talked about the that. once these three <laughs> pets Joe, are gone, Joe, Joe. they make it. They're eating these other animals that we find. Joe, too. we talked enough about we talked enough about animal eating last week. So, <laughs> so let's continue. So, uh, so he says we're going to leave tomorrow morning. Uh, Rick says uh, he he says he's been on the level, uh, and he said I don't care. Both you both are armed. I have one broken ankle. I want to be safe too, but let's not be dicks. I can't give up on every on everything. I know what I said, but it doesn't matter. So. Uh, so, so they decide it's okay and they're safe and they and they let everyone spend the night and relax. So the next morning, the crew is driving down the road. We hear hopeful music as Noah got some water for the guys and he gives them some meds. So uh, Noah gives them some meds and the pills. And, uh, and uh, Aaron asks Noah about his walk, about his limp. And he said he got into an accident before, before they even, uh, before the apocalypse or right as the apocalypse happened. And he hurt his leg, got into a car accident really bad. We got a surgeon that'll fix you right up. Yep, a surgeon. His name is Pete. A surgeon named Pete. And here we go, Joe. We cut to our Eugene moment where Eugene is dealing uh, seven card stud. He says stairs, squares, nines, twos, jacks, and uh, fours are wild. No, and jacks, and uh, and and then uh, Tara says fourteen wild cards. Seriously, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah." And this is when we see DC in the distance, and Rosita looks at Abraham, and they both smile at each other. And she goes, "Eyes in the road, champ. Like things are gonna be all right with them. Abraham's gonna get some. They're gonna they're gonna have to uncomfortably listen. Everyone in that RV very soon is gonna have to uncomfortably hear them have sex in the back of the RV very loudly. I think that's a that's a thing." That's happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that they like people watching. So and then we and then this is hilarious. This just shows I know we could make everyone hates Chris jokes about uh, about Noah. But every, but uh, but Abraham just has like the worst, you know, in his mind, he has the worst luck. He's driving and he looks at the battery uh, battery oh, batteries low, like battery energy low. And and he goes, you know, you know what? We, we can make it. We can make it, and then it immediately cut with this hopeful music, and then it immediately cuts to the battery dying, and he's saying, and just him screaming, "We can't win! I can't win! We can't! Nothing! Nothing good happens!" And Glenn says, "We're we're fine. We just need another battery, and I know where to find one." 
and he walks right over to the RV spot where Dale showed him where the battery was, and we yep. get and we get full on awe emotional Dale moment. The feet. How did you know? How did you know those batteries were there? Oh shucks, I just know. Oh, the feels right. I I just felt it right there. I, I can't lie. I was I emotionally felt something like. Uh, says I'm Korean. You know we have two of the biggest manufacturers of auto part of autos, Hyundai, right? We're one of the biggest there. <laughs> Come on, we know cars. And uh, <laughs> and Michonne says, uh, and then after this, uh, they put in the uh, they're working to put in the other I battery. Jovial was okay, right? <laughs> and Michonne says to Rick, the fight is over. I uh, oh wait, no, they they put it. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm sorry. I continue. Michonne turns to Rick and says, the fight is over. I know this is how you've kept going, but the fight's over. You got to let it go. And he looks like he he wants to no. believe her. He says, that's what Bob was trying to tell me at the church. No, I disagree. No, 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 no. You have to always be no. on your guard. There is no fight is over. I dis- the fight will never be over Let, Let's point. have Let's have a whole podcast about this because I think that's a, a fundamental disagreement I have with you. I think that you don't need to be like that in this world completely. You need to have a happy balance of both. You can't forget who you are. And I think that's what Bob and Michonne are both trying to say. You can't, uh, you no, can't no, forget the hope. You can't forget the hope. You can't forget, you forget that there are other good people out there somewhere. Correct. Absolutely. And we have enjoyed new people coming into our group that were good people. Even a bunch of the people from the prison we accepted. But you always, the fight will never be over oh i there agree with that i agree with people that people who will try to take what's yours in this new world and there will be zombies who will try to take your life but but at certain points in time eventually you need to take a breath in this world or it overcomes you and you become full-on shame who i love but then you be, but you need to fight to not become that and lose your humanity completely and rick's on that edge rick has both rick walks the line between farmer rick and fucking crazy rick grimes he needs to merge the two. He needs to have a, a a combining of personalities and embrace both things. But I agree with you. You can't give up the fight. And the minute you give up the fight even a little bit, the minute they were talking about these walls, uh, about how high the walls were, I was thinking, okay, they're just setting up for how the, that's going to be broken down, <laughs> you know, in the next episode. Next, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Next week, the walls are going to be brought down. The Titanic can't be sunk. Yeah. So, okay, we keep going. And, uh, and... And Rick says the fight. Uh, Rick says that's what Bob was trying to say. The rules keep changing, and I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That the the world changed once. It's going to change again somehow. It's going to develop into something as we learn, as we meet different people in different parts of the world. At least you know it's de- going to change into something. So she says it did it for me, and it kept changing. And we hear e- Eugene in the background going woohoo as the car starts, and. Uh, Everybody cheers, yeah. Yep, we get everyone cheering. And he and Rick says, wait a second. He walks over to a house, and he finds a blender, and he puts a gun inside a blender, and he hides it near the gate. And I assume we're near the gates. They found another car. What was that? They also conveniently found another car, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Another car was just with them. Maybe they cleaned off the shit of the, of the car. I they, think it was a different car, but... And, now, and all of a sudden, now they have lots of gas, too, for that other car. I guess it happened to have gas in it, too. Oh, oh, oh they, they probably have gas in the RV. Excuse me, from Alexandria. Alexandria! <laughs> Sorry, Indian. <laughs> so, uh, they, so they, as they drive up to the gates, they see gates. And, yes, we hear... They, they stop the car, and you, Rick listens, and you know what he hears? Little children playing, Joe. There's children playing. 
He turns to Michonne. He smiles. Everything's gonna be okay. He's shaky. Take you back to what when he asks Michonne earlier, and when you were outside Mary, what'd you hear? She says nothing. When you were outside the prison, what'd you hear? Nothing. When what's that? Woodbury, what'd you hear? Nothing. Prison, nothing. What about uh? What was there? Another place to terminus? Nothing. You know. But they go and, up but there. What does he hear outside this place? Children laughing and having a good time. So I guess Aaron's wrong that you can hear things from the outside. I thought like you couldn't hear a baby crying from the. Uh... No, yeah, I know some. Right there's the some. Play... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's and some... and no no no. Good point. And I'm sorry, but that gate, that gate was not you know 15 foot steel roll. That was like corrugated sheets on a on a uh, on a chain link fence with you know you could see through it for crying out loud any truck at full speeds going seemingly going right through that at first glance i'm not impressed i am not impressed with the safety of that nobody's out there watching them they haven't been uh I, it, there should be guns pointed at you know, them. they haven't seen aaron and his friend yet do you know who else isn't quite impressed and i like it we have our one moment with Carol, a second moment with Carol here. She walks up to Rick, and we said this line earlier, but she says, you know, even though you were wrong, you're right. Meaning, I'm watching too, Rick. I'm yep. watching too. Don't don't think you're the only one that's fucking dubious of these people. I'm going to keep my eye out too. And I and think she also meant it in that uh, you, all of the things that you've done and said have been the right things, even though... I this time, she, like, this time you might have been exactly wrong. Exactly what he said. You were wrong. He he was telling us the truth. Yep. And also, I bet jumping to a conclusion too, because just because you hear children playing, Woodbury had children too. And also, even though they didn't show it, you know, Carol's hiding some guns somewhere too. Yeah. There's no way she doesn't have a machine gun hidden. Somewhere. I don't want to think about that. Okay. So uh, we <laughs> see we see some lights as uh, they say yes, and they walk in, and we uh, we cut, and that's the end. And, oh uh, yeah, they don't show us hide that gun in the blender with uh without it being foreshadowing. The something. gun in the blender is foreshadowing or something. Yeah, he doesn't hide. We don't see him uh, hide a gun in the blender if he's not going to go get that gun in the blender. Is it like the banana in the tailpipe? Yeah, we're not falling for that banana, banana in the, the tailpipe. tailpipe. So someone asked us to talk about scenes from next week. In scenes from next week, we hear Rick talking about we've killed so many people. We're just not sure how many. Uh, we hear as an that echoes. And uh, we also see Car we see him in a house kind of deal. And we see Rick inside a house, and we also see Carl with a knife, looking scared. So perhaps just for a little foreshadowing for next week, maybe next week will be a little bit more of a Carl-centric episode. It I, just because we saw him in the preview, so I'm hoping that maybe we'll get a lot of Carl. So let's. Oh, yeah, so, so that was that was the end of the episode. And that was the end of the episode. Talk yeah. about that preview for a second. Because in that preview, you see Carl with a gun at a door, and all I could think was PTSD from when he was alone, when his dad was uh, absolutely dead. And he, you know, and just no matter where you are, no matter how safe this town is, you have to go through. When they say, "Here, this is your new house," aren't you going to still clear it? No, absolutely. Like on instinct, it's it's like uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption when uh, Morgan Freeman, after he gets out of jail, keeps asking if he can go take a piss when he's at work, and they're like, "Listen, you don't have." ask every time you you get become institutionalized to a certain yeah, activity no, i'm sorry but i've worked in a grocery store and you got to ask every time yeah. you want to go take a piss yeah you do he's telling him that because he's an old man and he doesn't want to be rude to the old man who knows he's got a walnut fair enough life. but but you, the point stands that institution being institutionalized to do something is it yes absolutely it is a real Brooks thing here, man. so here. let's catch up with a couple of the questions uh <laughs> 
<laughs> Sounds like some uh, rapist chemo stuff from old songs. <laughs> and uh, Terra Chan says, I hope more Carl. Me too. Ghetto Toad says, those kids sounded like it was a recording coming from a boombox. I ain't leaning my car down for one oh, second. Exactly. Exactly. Ghetto, to Ghetto Toad's our first, our main uh, listener that would be a uh, viewer that would be on Joe's uh, zombie apocalypse team. You guys, you guys are definitely both on the uh, absolute the same, uh, same place. Um, Terra Chan said, I wanted to see inside Ag Alexandria. I did too. Oh, welcome the yup. Okay. Carol is ready to, uh, burn shit up again that's why she ain't too scared i agree carol will fucking kick ass when she has to mlh but before we heard children playing we had to get a close-up of rick's eyes oh, i forgot about that we got the dead close-up of uh of uh evil grimes sanburbia rick's reaction to hearing the children playing was so emotional he find it hard to believe there actually could be a safe place to start a life over i agree yeah. He kind of looks over his over his shoulder at uh at Carl too in the back seat and is immediately I was Carl in the back seat, Judith. Judith. Oh, he, he like looks back to yeah Judith and like oh wow there's children yeah there's hope and I really I agree uh Sam uh law, law, lawfulness or suburbia uh, that uh that that was the moment in the episode where i choked up a little bit i can't lie i got a, i got even i really got a little emotional my my eyes i didn't cry but my eyes teared up for a second with how he was playing and they and the subtlety of the way his hands were shaking again an excellent performance by andrew lincoln like really stepped it up in these last couple episodes and it's going to be interesting to see where rick goes from here be, being outside his comfort zone especially at first next episode is probably going to be them all going crazy as joe was saying like looking behind every corner in their houses thinking that they're in uh real danger when who knows if they are or not we'll have to see to read a couple more comments before we uh cut it out it would be smarter to head to the coast with a fishing rod and hammer and nails rick would probably punt uh, northern coast uh even even like yeah you'd have to be above portland because it's just too packed it's too it, here's the thing the coast the northeast the it's the population is so huge that in the zombie apocalypse is going to be hell trying to get anywhere. Like trying to navigate the big cities with million <laughs> million people populations. Terror chain, you're thousands of zombies roaming around each of these cities. Terror chain, you're cracking me up tonight. I'm glad I glad I got this one. I'm not going to scroll up any further because this could go all night. Terror chain, Rick will probably punch the children too. <laughs> <laughs> uh mlh mlh says shouldn't shouldn't they stay inside the vehicles make aaron go first so they don't get sniped yes absolutely and as joe pointed out at these this doesn't make me feel a hell of a lot more comfortable than the prison if they don't have people with sniper shots like right there at the gate at least nope here, yep there's that and then this there's this too Aaron and Eric are not getting anywhere close to this gate at this point. Aaron and Eric are staying with uh, Abraham and Daryl because I know those two will kill these two without and Carol. Those three would kill these two without hesitation, and the rest of us are going to go to the gate and try to see what's going on <laughs> and see if we can't get in and talk to them and say yes, we've met Eric and we've met Aaron. And we have them in a safe place. We needed to check this place out for myself. And we'll send someone back to get them if, you know, 
we decide it's safe here. Oh. Should one of us not go back within 20 minutes, they're both dead. Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. So that's a good place to end. Everyone, we'd like to thank you guys so much tonight for blowing up our chat room and keeping the action moving. This was really an awesome night. We had a lot of fun talking to you guys about The Walking Dead. And we will be back next week to talk even more Walking Dead. And if you haven't already and this is your first time here, please hit that subscribe button. And if you have any other thoughts between now and the end of the week that you want to share, please join you can join on the comment section. You can find all other important links in the section below. And uh, if you can, please share the video with a friend. That would help as well. But everyone, we will also be back tomorrow. I believe we'll be back twice tomorrow at one point to talk about the Vikings and then late night to talk Better Call Saul. So keep an eye out for us tomorrow afternoon, mid-afternoon, to talk a little bit about the premiere of Vikings this season. And, yep. and I'm sorry, everybody. We were supposed to do that podcast yesterday for Vikings. But I got stuck. Stuck dealing with a work situation. Pretty bad night. So, but you know, so all's well. We'll do it tomorrow morning. Yeah. We'll we'll get that done. We'll yeah, and we'll it. and we'll double fist it tomorrow, and it'll be it'll be oh, fine. Yeah. We'll, there's nothing wrong with some double fisting in the morning. But seriously, guys, thank you so much, Sam Burbier, Melody, Terror, uh, Miku, Ghetto Toad, a uh, couple other people that were in here. Yes, I'm. If I'm missing anybody, I'm definitely missing. Uh, the Yapoke, uh, the the Ricky, yep, all Ricky, of you, Beach, thank you out there. Beach Rex. Oh, one, one more comment, just because Big Kev's never in the room, and I think he had a couple comments he wanted to make. Great show to, tonight, guys. See you tomorrow for some Better Call Saul. Peace out. Awesome. See you tomorrow wait. night. Yep. I can't wait for Better Call Saul tomorrow night. Everybody, have a good night. We will talk to you all soon. Later. Peace.